What's going on? November 13th, 9 p.m. Raw's already on. I'm behind. Let's, you know, recap. No, you know. Let me go to some new music, but... This is young Jeezy. I'll, I'll get into it, you know. That one was really good. This is, uh... This is Gunna and Turbo, Bachelor. This is a uh, Kid Cudi, Pharrell Williams, Travis Scott. Kid Cudi wants to do an album with Alchemist, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against that, man, because. This is a uh, Earth Gang, Black Light. The Spillage Village. Megan the Stallion Cobra. This is a pretty good song, I'm not gonna lie. Nobody 
flow, try to stop it. Long as everybody getting paid, right? Everything will be okay, right? I'm winning, so nobody trips. This is kind of exposing, you know, who's around her in some kind of way. You know, if you read between the lines a little bit, you know. And if I ever fall off, everybody go miss. At night, I'm sitting in the dark room thinking. Probably why I always end up drinking. Yes, I'm very depressed. How can somebody so blessed want to slit their wrist? Yeah, I probably bleed out some pinot. When they find me, I'm in Valentino. Hey, you pouring me shots, thinking it's lit. Ha, little did he know. This pussy depressed. I'm about to stress him. Yeah, pillows around his neck. But this ain't domestic. And then there's a remix of it, you know, with like the spirit, the spirit. It's a rock remix of Spirit Box. This is a uh, XV and Mike Summers three stacks. This is for anybody. Second. Hold on one second. Uh, Hold on one second. Fucking, there's a whole fucking. Cause this was, cause again, I, I was gonna play, um, you know, uh, rolling two hundred deep, right? Um, but like, you know, like on on the streaming, it's only like, like it's like they split up in parts of like. Like, you know, 16, 16 tracks, whatever, right? But it's 200 deep. Right? So the video version has, like, the, the whole hour. It's like an hour song with, uh... I'm not gonna play the whole hour, obviously. But it has a lot of people in it, you know? So there's like a whole hour of this going to our Jordan Rappers in it. I like the other one, but I mean, this one was too long. I don't want, I don't listen to this in two sittings. Alright, so, you know, so this 200 deep case layer. This is, uh, Benny the Butcher and Little Wayne, Big Dog. Okay, I said it, okay, I said it. I hear you rappers claiming a crown if you want it, you gotta come get it. Yeah, new MG can't rap it. Hold up. Oh, I want that new 911. Papa G6, he put on the shades, look up to this game time. That's my we'll little, little inverse. Okay. 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 Okay.
Siberian husky flow. I've been a big dog since a puppy though. My kennel was a bungalow. You could walk the dog, I still run it so. Run from it. Niggas that be balking turn to hush puppies. Fuck money. I throw bread out like I'm duck hunting. Bitches on me like fleas, but I don't need no bugs. Bunny Tunchi in the butcher. I shoot you, here, jug you. The newbie on the blooker. That's the Uzi with the shusher. The doobies looking fuller and the Jews be full of boogers. Diamonds cover the watch face like a suit. This is a uh, Michael Christmas rent due. They say he rapping like the rent due, cause nigga it is. Nigga it is. They say he rapping like the. Cause nigga it is. Yeah, alright. They say he rapping like the rent due, cause nigga it is. So those are the some of the singles. Here's some of the songs off of um, the you know deluxe album of uh, Paul Wall and Terminology. I played this last week. This is like one of the singles that came out. Then there's a Thail Th Thailand remix. Listen. They don't wanna let us in, so then we bum Russian. That's my twin, he with me, and you been not. This is talk about it with Crooked Eye. They compete with me, but I ain't even know it. A fool's errand, everyone knows my grind is noted. Demeanor stoic, to the game, remain devoted. I'm the candy coated, most quoted, known as the poet poet. Pockets bloated, often noted, how I pull a poking apple over silver soaking. Yeah, the beast has been awoken. This is a stay focused. There's an album called Long Story Longer, and the part one had like different rappers, but this one was like Obi Trice and Corrupt, which is like some random. But there's two songs on that, like six, six songs long, but. Trying to see no coroner. 
Does people like you? This has like a lot of, this has like, you know, D, some of D12 members on here. John Connor's on here. I think like a bitch that keep asking for the key to my room. You fall in your friends and you stall in your panic. Somebody better call a mechanic, but I'm the cause of the damage. I'm not with all of the antics. I think a dope shit is spit it out like a nasty part of a sandwich. Goddamn. Who is the nicest? What I write is like taking your life with inhuman devices. Killing the track and leaving it lifeless. I survived the industry and the Flint water crisis. There's like two songs on like it's only like four four songs at least on here and then like the the rest of the, and, and then the rest of them are like you know instrumentals of it so there's like two songs that I liked on here with uh, action Bronson it's called vertical victory lap and saw the finish line and sped past it with flying colors hit the gas and burn the tires rubber and play a boat for the this is royal hand with gangrene they rap without the scent bubble out bends i'm blacking out the tent all that throw me the pinch i smack it out the fence then i hang my jacket out to rinse i'm dripping i'm swimming in a sauce container Electric current flowing through me, I'm an oscillator, partially disabled. Rusty razor to split the Garcia Vega, spill the guts on the marble table. Man, so many trinkets encrusted, I need a larger cable. So many papers in my grasp. Hold on one second. Uh, this is a group called Golden Mammoth, and it was placed on uh, in, in the hip-hop section, but this, I don't think they're really hip-hop, but they're like a Malaysian-based psychedelic rock band, you know. So, I mean, it was placed on the fucking, you know, uh, on the, um, on the hip-hop section. I'm just letting you know before, you know. They're pretty good, though. Hold on. So, yeah, this is called Tied Up. I like six songs on here. And there's like uh, ten. It's called Tied Up. It's apologetic. Places. 
the Holy War. It's probably my favorite song on the album. Marshmallow. There's two songs right here I like. It's called Tempo. It's called Ista Vida. It's Kevin's Abstracts album. Just blanket.
Madonna. Not the actual artist Madonna, the song. This is Today I Gave Up, which you know, summarizes my fucking life. Rapper that I just you know, got introduced to, Oliver Rothstein from Philadelphia. Pretty good. It's called You O. It's called the same the shy. I'm in a random text. Remember me twerking? That's how it is when the Hennessy working. She showed the pick, now my memory working. Paranoia say don't forget, that's how the enemy working. I am the beginning of the infantry working. The show skill on four inches we throwing. I paint pictures, my photosynthesis is just as vivid as knowing. It's Buick B, another riveting performance. I think this is Buick B. Sacrifices. I'm from Philly. 
This is, uh, the 20 songs on here. This is, like, the, the, oh, the deluxe version has 20 songs on it. It's, uh, T Grizzly. This is, uh, City of God. One of one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was showing love to niggas when they weren't nobody. I was looking out for bitches when they ain't with me, nigga. Want nobody trapped. Call the Sopranos. We on some. I don't think any Sopranos reference on here. We on some. Machine Gun. Machine Gun Kelly actually rapped pretty good on this beat. This is ID, IDGF, GAF, you know, I don't give a fuck, with Chris Brown and, and Mariah the Scientist. This is a try to try it again with Corday. Let me go to Corday's verse. Just drowning myself in tears brought the worst outcome. Friends changing, real niggas is in danger. Right hands become strangers. We used to play Power Rangers, even still now, ladies from. I don't think he was using the pronouns in a negative way. I just think he said that pronouns change. But kind of you gotta wonder if like it's a. This is a robbery sex. I play the last part. I play the you know the last time I get to reviews. This is a single. One of the singles. This is a gorgeous remake of City Girls. This is a the try to do again remix with Mozzie. This is Jason Martin. There's like three songs that I like on here, but this used to be um problem. He, he goes by Jason Martin now. On Spotify, it still has like problem listed, you know. But like, it's like you know, I wouldn't have known until somebody mentioned the comments that it's problem. This is my letter to the streets. My letter to the street and words. 2023. So not like the previous year they got. There's like 20 songs on here. I think like three of them. This is whoop whoop wop bop. And I can eat. These are random names, man. 
it should have been a glass house. And lay when with it, nigga, that's out. Fucking on this bitch, I give it to her till I pass out. They some dope big booty with the ass out. Sit her on the plate, I bet they double back and cash out. Independent, I ain't never took a hand out. Niggas in the hood be looking at you with their hand out. The call don't stop. Tank. Look at me like that. And I might bite back. Swimming in the waters. I'm on me a life jack. Hitting me with a follow. I'm a follower right back. So then Jeezy's album had 29 songs on it. If you listen to it, like, uh, if you listen to I Might, I Might Forgive. But then the other one is like, I uh, I Won't Forget, whatever. They have separate ones for it. But then you can listen to, like, you know, the... the uh, I might forgive, but, but I won't forget. At the, you know, it's 29 songs. So out of, like, you know, the 29, I liked... Uh, it was mostly uh, the first uh, first, uh, first album that I, you know, like, liked more. But, like, out of the, you know, out of um, 29 songs, I like 20. So, you know, it's pretty. it's a pretty good fucking album, Jeezy's album. So I might forgive... A lot of the songs on this album, man. Good, good beats. Yeah. I don't know who produced all these, whatever, right? But there's some good beat selection that I like in here. What the fuck, nigga? Seen them 36 go from the Jordan to Scotty Pippen. I ain't gonna let them play with my name. See Scotty tripping. Now the winning got a plug out in France. That's what I'm sipping. And you ain't about to play with my name. Y'all nigga tripping. The man get a myth. That's probably why he's stiff. Take him back to London. Pretty good beat, man. There's no complaining. Good song, man. Uh, the beat's amazing. They don't love me. I need to do some commentary during the music, you know what I mean? I just can't. Yeah. Can you 
some good promotion for this album, you know what I mean? Trust no one. And I'm like, bet. No. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night, I'm on Papa's Creek. Posted on the blog. Hustling on the empty stomach in my pocket. Got a knot. Quarter in the bushes. A ball in my socks. First, I heard a boom. Then, I heard a pop. That's how niggas get killed, nigga. I ain't trusting no one. 36 for 24 the nice for the 4 one and if a nigga wanna he sounds like you know man this he, he sounds really motivated man you know what i mean like he he's always been a solid rapper man i got to give him that remember i i got into an argument one time with my friend back in 2005 when he said that young jeezy's lyrical and i gave him like a dirty look because my definition of lyrical was like the technical shit of it you know what I mean? But like, it, but like, lyrical is like, you know, the realness of what you're saying and shit. Like the lyrics you're putting out. And he is fucking lyrical, you know? It took me a while to realize it. This is called I Couldn't Lose If I Tried. I think you're lying to me, Mr. G. You know, I mean, obviously the lie, you know. I mean, but whatever, man. Keep in mind, this guy just like just did a confession about like 
<coughs> coming to the realization that he'd just been molested. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that whole never had a bad day in my life fucking... I mean, maybe he just wants to block it out, I guess. I don't know. I, and this is not, like, me making light of his molestation. Like, it's good that he's opening up about it. You know what I mean? He, I think he did an interview with, like, Neil Long, maybe, I think it was. I don't know. But, like, he got traction or whatever. But, like, you know what I mean? It's good that he, you know, opened up about that. Because sometimes people don't. And I think that's, like, you know, fucked up a lot of people's, like, you know, mentality. Because, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, like, for us guys, it's like, we're, like, you know, the whole thing is, like, oh, we want sex and all that kind of shit. And because, like, you know, because as, as like, you know, a teenager and shit, I've been attracted to older women and shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I would fuck her right now. But, like, I don't have the balls to. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then, you know, and then you, and then you always have those stories that people put on the radio, like Howard Stern. And whenever, like, it's like, oh, look, the, 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 the guy told on the teacher, on the hot teacher, then, like, everyone's reaction, like, you've been training us to think, like, oh, what kind of asshole fucking, you know, ruins the whole game for everybody type of deal. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, but, 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 but then you realize that you're fucking, like, cheering on molestation, essentially. You know, and, you know, I, I, I don't know the, the whole context of what, what happened with him, but, like, you know, it's like, you know, but it's good that he opened up about it. It's like, there's so much trauma going on that, like, you know, I, I just hear the, the crux of what's going on, and I just know that when it's artist, it's like, you know, kind of like marketed, even though, like, you know, the person went through something real. You know, just like the exploitative nature of it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is how, you know, the, the higher up said that, you know, he could, uh, you know, that, that he'll do well in this cycle of fucking album if, like, you know, he goes out and admits that he got molested. Because, like, that's how the mentality was, you know, with, with certain people behind the fucking scenes that control some of these artists, you know. But, I mean, listen, man, I'm glad that he opened up about it and shit. So every morning that I wake, it's a win. Big glass of rosé, no ice. Never had a bad day in my life. Tomorrow morning, bitch, I'm jumping on a jet. Big dog, yeah, I'm gonna need a vet. Need me there, then I'm gonna need a check. Fuck it up, yeah, it's gonna be a wreck. It's called This Two Shall Pass. Again, good beats, man. Good beats. Don't deserve me. If I'm being honest. Shine on me. 
This beat's dope, man. Titanic. Free champagne. 
No choice. Take your money, nigga. Fuck that Rolls Royce. Screaming, let's get it till you got no voice. Shrink wrap the money so it don't get moist. You best to go and get it. You ain't got no choice. Stug motivation in the tux. Exactly what I showed Never. This is um. I, I don't know when Black Rob recorded this, man. Is it AI or did he fake his death and record it afterwards? But this is like the sequel to his first album. It sounds like an old song, but it has G Depp on it with Diddy. Right. We'll go with G Depp for a second. There he is. I love G Dot, man. Ask about me. There's like 31 songs on here, but like some of them are interludes and all that kind of shit. But I like uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 songs on here. This is a know me. This is Live Your Life with Stevie J and Faith Evans. This is a sequel to I Love You Baby from, uh, you know, P. Diddy and the P. Uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. It's actually a, that's a pretty good throwback, man. I, 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 I pop when the song came on. I'm here trying to decode it. No one has a gun in the class. 
just fully loaded, but I'ma hold it, my do no breaking up. It's never easy to do, but what I gotta go, I gotta go. See, this is all the, the hook from the first one. This is your welcome. With Smoke Dizza and uh, and G Dep and Bright and uh, Brian uh, Brian Isaac. Smoke Dizza and Black Rob does make sense on a track, man. They kind of. <laughs> Let me go to G-Dep. This is no love. This is Joel draw Ortiz on the song too. This is a different hustle and different struggle. Different. Nine forty nine, man. You know. Um. So yeah, let me get through some of the stuff. You know. It's become like standard now to like always have. Uh, Palestinian and. Uh, Palestinian and uh, you know. Uh, Gaza stuff. I'll start with something that would happen on TYT, because B- Ben Gleeb is. Uh, Again, with a call, like, I I recorded it from like you know uh, from like the middle kind of in a way. It's fifteen minutes. I might not, again. It might enrage me, so I might not fucking listen to all of it. But B- B- Ben Glebe is becoming like very very fucking unhinged. And this isn't me fucking also down. Like the the one thing that people are like getting mad at that's online, and because some of these people online are discredited and they fucking. Like, you know, kind of in a way have verbiage that, like, kind of, like, always, like, kind of, like, does it in a way, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Hamas has a right to defend itself. When they do stuff like that or when they're fucking shilling for other fucking, you know, governments like Russia and, you know, for China as well. 
And this is, like, some Warhawk shit. Like, there's, like, people you can point on in the U.S. who definitely don't have, you know, good intention, right? So people who, like, uh, scoff at the notion that, like, it's, it's presented as a war. Like, what's happening to Palestinians, like, the innocent Palestinians, like, the and what's gone on since the whole October 7th thing, that, to me, isn't war. That's fucking just genocide. But, like, if there's, like, fundamentalists who, who are from, like, a, a different governments that knew this day was coming, and they've helped, helped like, just, just like the U.S. has helped, just like other governments have helped, like, perpetuate, there is, like, an overall war going on. But, but like, when you say, when they say war, they make it seem like it's even-sided between Palestine and Israel, which, to me, it's not even a question who has more fucking power and has more dominance um, if you're comparing those things. But if there's other elements that are playing a part in, in, you know, in this fundamentalist war, in the overall sense of what people want want to happen, it definitely is a fucking war going on. Just not in what they're describing, whatever. So, you know, I, I, I'm, not da- I'm not downplaying that fucking, you know, innocent Israelis can be, you know, attacked. But I wish people who always use that realize that the Israeli government doesn't seem to care about, you know, like John Oliver showed... Like, you know, like, people, um, like, some of the hostages, like, you know, uh, or, or some of the fucking people in, in Israel that are fucking shitting on, you know, Netanyahu's people, like, from, like, the ministry that are come to, were sent to go see them. But this is Ben Glee versus J- it, it gets really, really fucking heated. And, and the thing is, I don't agree with Jake's framing as well, because he still has, like... Like, he still acts like, oh, uh, we got to get Hamas, whatever. But it's like, you know that Israel has fucking, you know, Israel's the one that fucking control what Hamas is doing. You know, like, they know that this is, like, designed to fucking go down. And I'm not saying that makes it fucking justified at all whatsoever. But if, if these people have, like, a fundamentalist fucking plan, and that's what's scary to me in my personal opinion about the whole matter, is that what's it called that, you know, it's, uh, it's like, already predetermined what was going to fucking happen. Because we live in a fundamentalist fucking world while we pretend like it's a democracy. And even though I believe, yeah, separation of church and fucking state, people who do political commentary literally pretend like the kayfabe fucking dem- democracy that's in place... When it's, 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 it's like we're shouting at different people to stop and call for a ceasefire, but like, and, and, and people who don't have a say in it will call for a ceasefire, right? But people who definitely in, in, in the fucking storyline, in like the real life storyline that could call for a ceasefire, they're not going to do it because the, because like the fucking system supports what's going on. And second, it would fucking expose that the president doesn't really have the ultimate power that they say he has. Yeah, probably has power over all of us. Sure, he has, he has more leeway in that regard. But people who act like it's that fucking simple are also bad faith actors. I'm not saying that that we shouldn't hope for a fucking ceasefire. We shouldn't, like, you know, call the politicians. And like I'm not fucking saying that's pointless. Get it going, you know what I mean? You call whoever you want to call to demand a ceasefire and all that kind of shit. But you know that what they're calling the shit. Like, all the stuff that's going on with the theatrics in the political world. It's all fucking filler because what's going on is by a fucking fundamentalist plan. 
And I don't understand the whole fundamentalism bit, like specifics of why Israel's a chosen land, because I, I don't buy into it. I recognize that there's fucked up people in this world that abide by that, and it's important to know because what's happening right now is a product of, of that. In my personal opinion, of course. Was called, some people are calling for a ceasefire, which also Israel is not going to do. Just like you easily say, Hamas isn't going to take that. Israel's not going to take that. This is just talking about, um, um, th th this was like in, in, in talks of uh, how they're going to give um, um, humanitarian pause for like four hours. Um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, I mean, listen, I'm not saying, okay, fine, like, that, that's not something, whatever, but I would prefer if, like, the, you know, occupation would have ended, and to act like, oh, it can't, you, you can do it now, but it's like, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole thing that led up to October 7th is important of why, what they're called, like, it's important to end the occupation, this wasn't just some random incident that happened and people are now just saying, oh, you better call for a ceasefire, even though like you're presenting it like it just happened on October 7th solely. Suffered the worst attack in their history, and so they're going well, to try to... they back eight times over, so... Yeah, but it's not about payback. It's about an objective in the war. Like it. It's not. It's about an objective in the war. What's so, the objective? The objective is to get rid of Hamas, the terrorists. Impossible, you know. Impossible. That. So then they just give up. So then Israel no, just no, deals with No, no, it's not a matter of giving up, but, like, it's an absurd goal. Like, is Hamas going to raise their hand one day and go, okay, we give up? Really? How did we get rid of the Nazis? How did we just defeat the Nazis? Because those were a different time, Ben. So, so now we can no longer defeat... But Israel fucking... We couldn't defeat the Taliban. We couldn't defeat anybody in Iraq. We and, couldn't defeat the... And, 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 and who said you got rid of the Nazis? There's been way more Nazis ever since fucking the Hitler fucking days. You just been underground. Now it's fucking fully rising up. So you didn't really get rid of the fucking Nazis per se. The U.S. fucking let a lot of them in. Fucking the U.S. Insurgency. We couldn't defeat the Vietnamese because in the old days you defeated people by murdering everyone in their uh, in their homes. So so people who say like, hey, how did we beat the Nazis? Yeah, we, we firebombed Dresden and killed seventy percent of the civilians. That includes seventy percent of the babies, the grandmothers, etc. And so in those days, you fought and you killed everyone until they they were tired of dying i don't want to go back to those days yeah but those days sadly very sadly are not over that is how war works you're just saying you're against war and i agree i'm against war as well the, but it doesn't trust me it doesn't sound what like you're it saying is that those are the old days the new days are terrorists can do whatever they like that's and then it. just with impunity there'll be some payback for a few weeks and then you get to stay in power no so for, first of all um if war works by us murdering their innocent civilians, I don't want any piece of it. Second of all, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything against the terrorists. We can actually do special forces. We did against ISIS. We did against Al-Qaeda. So I don't and even agree way, with that because it's like... killed hundreds of thousands of yeah. civilians, and it did not eradicate the Sunni insurgency or ISIS. When we used special forces and we got on the ground and we actually killed the bad guys instead of doing indiscriminate bombings, that actually did work. We did get Osama bin Laden. We did get the leader of ISIS and that uh, wound up. So it, if Israel goes in and and right now... But yeah, I don't even like 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 totally believe like that version. Of, like, cause again, it's like the official fucking thing. But like I don't even really... Uh... Like, you know, I, I, I think, like, you know, he, he, he has a way of fucking misleading as well, but... By the way, the ground troops, as I said from day one, have been more effective. And a lot of people were against the ground troops. But I said, look, special forces is necessary. That's how you fight back against people who are trying to kill you. But, 
if you say, hey, I'm just going to bomb, like the reason why I say not one more bomb is because bombing doesn't work. What it, and bombing Iraq created ISIS. It didn't end ISIS, it created ISIS. Yeah. So the more we bomb the Palestinians, and the that, that's Hamas by design, get. by the way. In this day, my age, personal opinion. The Viet Cong didn't raise their hand and say, we give up. But neither did, none of these groups say we give up. And Hamas is never, ever, ever going to say we give up. So if that's the standard, that means we're just going to keep butchering. By the way, this is like all, by the way, this is alt media. And people can make fun of John Oliver because, you know, because John Oliver might fucking insert, you know, some random comedy bit in there, whatever, right? You know what I mean? Because, he, you know, it's like this typical, like, you know, John Stewart, like, like you know, design of, like, how late night comedy at cover politics do it. But when he has, like, a, a better fucking, you know, message than what Ben Glebe is going to fucking go off on, who's supposed to be a part of the alt-media, it, it's, it's telling how fucking establishment the alt-media has become. But by that exact standard, you're you're acting as though the bombing was just purely, as you seem to think it is, for revenge or retribution. They were bombing these buildings, and while again, I'll say it every time, the, the innocent loss of life has been horrific, it was not for no reason, and it was not indiscriminately. No, it is for it no reason. to get rid of strongholds, buildings that they There's, knew had Hamas. They, they, they have enough capability where they're, if, they, if, if Hamas was really a threat to them, they could fucking get rid of Hamas without having to fucking do... Uh, you know, like, the stuff that they're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, th th this is fucking disgusting. And it's, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse because it it's, it's fired up, basically. ...holds in them so that when they go in with the ground troops that you yourself were suggesting were a better idea and are a better idea that they aren't a complete suicide mission for the Israeli troops. Also, in the immediate aftermath of October 7th, you said, of course, Israel has to respond and is going to bomb. It's just, you hope that it's not at a hugely disproportional number. You said, I hope it's not 10 to 1, 100 to 1. The numbers have been horrible. They've been 5 to 1 or 6 to 1. That's not good, but it's because we're trying to take out a terrorist force that yeah. also is a government. And so, I do not buy the argument that there is ever going to be a, a solution where you just say Hamas gets to win. And so, I think a much smarter way to approach trying to to get what they you don't want. get to win, Ben. They don't get to win. So look, at the end of the day. So look, two last things, and then I you got the fact that he's like labeling it more Hamas. Smarter part, a way to do that is to not demonize people that are responding from this horrible terror attack, but instead say, "Great, thank you for a four-hour every single day during war humanitarian pause what a piece and of an shit. extra humanitarian corridor." Actually, turn the rhetoric towards something that is more inclusive and more positive, and say we are moving towards the right direction. Yeah, now, more inclusive. One saying that's not real maybe it's a tiny bit real but it's not real no it's a major significant change in the conditions on the ground it's the it's israel going against what it believes its objectives need to be to listen to the world community to give opportunities for aid to come in that's the big source of outcry from all of the groups saying civilians are being killed so let the civilians out so they're doing that extra humanitarian they're not order. letting anybody out gaza's a prison you can't leave because Gaza. Egypt will not open their no, borders. That's ridiculous. If Egypt opens the borders and the Palestinians go to Egypt, Israel is going to close the border and just take Gaza. No way. That's crazy. I, no way. It's no way. Up to Egypt not, to keep that border no, open or not. But certainly no, they're not going to open no, the borders to their is, own country. No, Israel and Egypt have an alliance, and that's why. It, ben, look, so we have massive disagreements. So when it, at one point they had about 8,000 civilians killed and 13 Hamas members killed. 
No, they weren't trying to bomb Hamas. They were doing indiscriminate bombings. 13 Hamas in members killed. Where are you getting that number? Th no. I got it from a news report. We reported on it. Hamas does not distinguish in their numbers between Hamas soldiers and civilians. You have no idea how many... He, the, the fact that they think this is an open... Because after this, like, you know, Jane is like, oh, no, it's an open discussion. But it's like, this guy is just basically doing idea fucking talking points. And it's it's amazing to me to hear, like, you know what I mean? Because, again, like, HBO has people like Bill Moore on it. And, again, I don't know what John Oliver's trajectory is going to be, like, you know what I mean? Because all celebrities, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, just, I'm just happy about the message. I'm not going to, like, pretend John Oliver is, like, the savior of the fucking world. But when his show has a better fucking message than what fucking TYT is giving us... It's, it's, you know, it's, and, 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 and even when, when, when Anna seems to be, like, you know, kind of like, you know, more, uh, more on the Palestinian side, obviously. But because she's also kind of, like, fr doing framing with other stories going more to the fucking right, it's like, it's, it's basically making it seem like people going more to the right are being the ones that are being more honest because they're protected now. So it's, it's all like I, fuck, like, I appreciate the message of what Anna's fucking saying. But that doesn't mean I'm going to, like, now pretend that Anna Kasparian is, like, beyond criticism and shit like that. Just because she, uh, you know, seems like she has, like, a backbone now where she feels like she can dismantle everybody because she has fucking, you know, the backing behind the scenes, basically, in my opinion. To, to be allowed, you know what I mean? Before she was, like, all, like, before she was, like, oh, I don't have that backing, so I'm going to be, like, really, really scared and tippy-toe over subjects. You know, she, she's going to do that, but, like, now she feels like, oh, I got backing now, so now I can fucking double down on my right-wing framing, basically. Even though she'll say it isn't right-wing framing. Hamas soldiers were killed Even in that Netanyahu, at one point, and he's a grotesque liar, uh, said uh, in an ABC report, well, 10,000 were killed, but, you know, a 1,000 of those could have been Hamas. For sure, could have been, could have been. And if that's true, but you take Netanyahu's numbers... That's still awful. You, if I, if you said to me that I've said this a hundred times, hey, that guy killed your family members. There's no way that I don't want to kill that guy. I, I, I'm, I will be filled with rage. And you say there's nine civilians around him, an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a baby, etc. Would I bomb them and kill those nine civilians because to get the bad guy? Never. Never, because it is deeply immoral. I'm not going to do the same thing a terrorist would do. That's insanity. And and Israel's saying, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the ratio. I dropped the bombs. I dropped the bombs. The buildings collapsed. The babies' heads are crushed. But they Yay! are not defense. That is a lie. That's not defense. That is a That's lie. Offense. But they are not saying that. They are taking far more measures than any country that That's I know of to make true. sure the civilians no, leave they, the area. They take the least they, amount of measures. They make phone Believe it or not, this gets more heated. comes out of the sky. They make multiple statements on social media and on television. Oh, they paused. They said 24 hours to escape. You went and said it's impossible. Escape so they said, to what? So they, escape to, to the south. It's to an the open south. air prison. To the south. To and the then south, Egypt can open that border bombed. if they like. They bombed it a little bit to get rid of a also Hamas targets. It's not the main area that the main bombing is happening. And so that is the reality of war. You're still not ever suggesting concretely how you suggest that no, Israel know, lives in peace and uh -oh, possibly get Can I peace. answer? Please. Sure. It's so easy. Yeah. Okay. Special forces to take, to take out the Hamas guys who attacked. No problem. I've said it from day one. Try to release buy that for find, Do negotiation, do a power, do all the things that you do. Then, this is super important. 
end the goddamn occupation. End there it. isn't end an it. occupation in Gaza. I'll oh, say it ben, this is where it gets really fucking crazy now. The security and, 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 and blockade of supplies. There is not an occupation. They voluntarily ended it in 2005 and removed forcibly their own Israeli citizens. Hey. How are you going to ask people to end an occupation that ended in 2005? And at least let's use words accurately. Because I've seen too many times on this network people saying genocide when it is not one. People yes. saying occupation when what, it is not one. What a fucking there is an occupation in the West Bank. I admit it because that's the definition and the words. But when the occupation ends, you say end the occupation. What are you asking for them? To end it again? Should they so, go back in and then end it again? Is that the request? Ben, um, Okay, if I come to your house and say, look, I'm not occupying your house, but I can cut the water and power anytime, right. and I could starve you, and I could make sure you don't even get any water, and if you disagree with me on anything, I could drop a bomb on your head. It's but called hey, a blockade. I'm not occupying. It's called a blockade. I'm not occupying. It's called a blockade. I can just murder you anytime but I like, but word. I'm not occupying. But it's not the word. Okay, it's called so a blockade. let's call it a prison. So as Israel should stop imprisoning Palestinians in and Gaza. And you know the big difference, though, is that when you have prisons, the 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 people that run the prisons don't offer freedom to all of the people six different times and they reject it when they get 85 yeah, I know. I, I want to know what's in the, the I've seen you the, shake off in interviews you're the, the, the request of uh, again he always misrepresents it like acts like 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 there wasn't horrible condition attached to it you know what I mean like he has to always uh, and, and again like, like Netanyahu again John Oliver fucking played words to what Netanyahu has said about how they would uh, how it's more prosperous to have Hamas around so this guy's like, you know, just fucking completely lying and misrepresenting. And he he clearly can't handle this on a news station that's supposed to be news because he's too biased about it. He's way, way too biased. About saying they've been off the peace, you and, go like this, you go and, 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 and that's not saying you shouldn't worry about what was going to, the anti-Semitism and um, the, uh, uh, what's going to happen to Israeli citizens and all that kind of stuff. But it's also important to point out that Israeli citizens are also not... Because again, you, you don't want to see the humanity in Palestinians. If Palestinians tell you that these people are inhumane, it doesn't fucking matter. So since you look at... Isra since, you know, Isra Israelis are more, more value of, of an opinion... Are you gonna ignore fucking Israelis that don't fuck with the government, that don't like that that, that are actually blaming Netanyahu, not even mentioning the hostages? No, but they have been offered peace ben, many I times. Should, so, so shouldn't they accept that? What is your plan? Why aren't you telling Hamas right now? Release the goddamn hostages. Accept peace. Make a peace agreement. Put on paper. Put on. Put your work. Your 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 money where your mouth is, and offer a solution. Don't just keep demonizing Israel and not offering a way to solve the goddamn problem. Because that goes on forever. So two things about that, Ben. One, number one, mission accomplished. Hamas. Uh, do a ceasefire, never attack Israel, uh, recognize their right to exist, release the hostages. Obviously, obviously. And uh, by the way, and here, I'll, I'll make, no, hold on. I'll make it even more uh, like concrete. Hamas. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you, uh, Ben Glee will probably be on, on, on Bill Maher's show at some point. Probably be on Howard Stern, too, most likely. Stop being goddamn idiots. You're destroying the Palestinians. See, this is, this, this is jank. Kowtowing to uh, to to him, like like he, he like again. These people know that what they call Hamas is controlled. They know that the like the, all these people that are commentating over it, they act like the the the, the, the people the the, the 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 powers that are involved with this whole thing. Like they actually they act like they actually want this to fucking end. They want fucking innocent fucking people to die. That's like their fucking plan. 
but we can't fucking put out that there's fundamentalists that run this fucking world that fucking see Israel as a as a holy land. And that's not, not saying, oh, oh, it's just Jewish people. It's fucking Christian, uh, Christian fundamentalist. There's people that are, are that, that the, the power, there's powers that are backing up a lot of fucking propped up fucking accounts online that are fighting for the anti-Semitism side, even though it's part of the same fucking coin. Being immoral. We can kill those innocent Israeli civilians. Now, 10 times as many Palestinians have been killed. Are you happy? Was that mission accomplished? It is profoundly stupid. And it's easy for Hamas leaders to do that as they sit comfortably in Qatar and they condemn their own civilians to death. Ben, being against a terrorist is obvious, is obvious, okay? But but having but a plan it, to defeat them oh, is much harder. That's but the whole Ben, point. you have to stop imprisoning them. What? Look, Ben, if if people come over, let's say they take, uh, they name any place. They take New Jersey. They take Texas. And they say, okay, now you're in an open-air prison and none of you have any goddamn rights. And we get to put our boot on your neck. And now you go, you are servants. You're, you're subhuman. Now you sit there, Texas, and take it. And if any of you ever fight back, you're all goddamn terrorists in Texas. What do you think Texas would do? Texas would blow up, those Texas citizens would blow up every goddamn occupier, and you know it. They would murder every occupier, and you know it. How much patience can the Palestinians have? They're sitting there on the West Bank doing nothing. They've been perfectly peaceful. And what did they get for the peace, Ben? What did they get for the peace? All they got was occupation. 56 years of occupation. They've been offered peace six years. So when you keep somebody okay. in a prison, as you say, what do you mean my ass? They have not been? Yes, they were I will not explain. In, in, I will explain. In, in, in I will 37, explain. 37, 48, 67, 2000, 2008, they weren't offered their no. own state? And that they said no, 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 no. So yes, no. if murderers no. and terrorists are going to keep killing you and you keep saying, here, I'm giving, you, I'm giving you what you want. I'm giving you most of what you want. And you keep saying no, 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 no. Okay. Nobody on can earth, yourself can included, I, would also it? allow themselves to keep being can killed I by them. Okay, so, number one, 1937. At that point, Israel doesn't even exist. A bunch of people come over to Palestine and go, now, you guys, this is your land, but we're planning to take half of it. So why don't you just give us half? And we'll be, 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 based, off, based off what it said in their fucking book, basically. Because it, 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 it's, it's, it's always funny that what they call when the people justify why Israel uh, had to take, take Palestine. That like they say, well, it, it was it was their right, whatever, and all that. But it's like it's something from their fucking religious text. And I thought Bill Maher was against religious stuff, but when it comes to like you know, if you can frame what Israel what Israel's doing to Palestine, and like, oh well, these people are terrible. If, if you can define it by that, then of course you know, you're able to you know. Uh, not make it look like you're siding with the religion, even though you say you're against religion. You made your whole personality that. Move out of your freaking houses. We own that land now. Oh, you didn't take it. Well, what a bunch of bad guys. I was going to take your goddamn land, and I was going to make you march, and then maybe die. Oh, you didn't take what generous offer that I gave you? 1948, I'm going to take half your land. Give me your land. You you can stay. You get the hell out of here. I'm more important than you. Oh, you don't own your land anymore. Well, you didn't take it. Why didn't you take it? What a lovely deal I gave you, where I only steal half your land. Okay, now you move to later rounds, then it gets more complicated. Because then they come back in and they go, I'll give you 87% of your house back. But I had 100% of my house. And by the way, you're not even giving me the 50% you already took. You're giving me 87% of the other 50%. So there's no solution Okay, hold on, hold on. But at the same time, 
Well, do I wish 87%, 83%, 97%, whatever the goddamn number was that both sides took it? Yes, I wish they both took it. And I wish Israel made a better offer, and I wish the Palestinians took a bad offer. So that's I, the solution so, then. Yes, exactly. Why do you think a bad offer? But at this point, both Obama and Trump have said, Netanyahu doesn't want peace. He hasn't offered peace. He doesn't want peace. He wants permanent occupation. So for God's sake, fire Netanyahu. If it's a democracy, fire him. Because if you don't fire him, you're saying... Yeah, I like what he's doing. Well, I'm if anyone with a brain knows that this entire this entire fucking thing has been run on you know fundamentalist beliefs, we keep pretending that like there's actual the the, the first mistake we make is pretending that there's, there's, they play by the actual fucking rules when it's more than obvious that none of these people play by those fucking rules and we all got played dumb and go oh my god will Donald Trump actually do time for what he did? The answer is no. It just theater at this fucking point. They're letting you know how evil he is. They're letting him go out and spew Nazi fucking rhetoric calling uh, immigrants vermin and wanting internment camps and all that kind of shit. And that guy, and, and that guy has been, is, is being poised to win because they booked the fucking Democratic world champion as a, as, as, as a typical fucking baby face that you're not supposed to get behind who's just as bad as the fucking heels. They act like this, like, oh, like, oh, like, 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 you're surprised that this is how it's going down. I'm so beaten down mentally from having to realize that there's a fundamentalist plan for the last fucking 10 years, even if I was misguided in how it would go down and the verbiage to be used and all that kind of shit. But I've always felt there's a plan, you know, you know, going to the direction that we're going in. And now more and more you're fucking seeing that. Bank. There's no violence except by the settlers. On that, I still, totally agree. But they're On still occupied. Totally but they're still occupied the because they like it. They and like the occupying that. were trying to remove Netanyahu, and then there was a horrific terrorist attack. They brought him back like four times. Yeah, Look, I, yeah, he's he's not he's not a partner for peace. I agree with that 100. percent He was funding Hamas to help make sure there was not peace that happens. That is true. But now we're in a reality that is now very hard to unwind unless some concrete solution is offered, not just simply at telling what. There's not gonna be a concrete solution. They know there's not gonna be a concrete solution. So they know that people are going to continuously fucking die. That's why it is, uh, you know, so fucked up to me. It's, 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 like, it's like beyond just realizing that people are fucking dying, which is horrific or fucking enough. Enough to break fucking spirits and shit. Give you no fucking hope whatsoever. But then also coming to the grim realization that there are fundamentalist people in high positions that have, you know, known that this day was coming. It's even more fucking sick because people are using this also to now socially climb up and gain reputation. Like I'm going to fucking forget what fucking people were advocating for before this whole fucking saga blew up the way it did in October. Like, I'll commend TYT for being on the Palestinian side, but if that totally means that, oh, now I'm, I'm just going to completely side with them and agree with all their fucking narratives. No, you got another fucking thing coming. Like, you can keep pointing out, oh, Macron called for a ceasefire. But it's like, does he have the fucking power to do that? Because, again, I know it's a humane thing to fucking do, to call for a ceasefire. 
But like, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the whole discourse, like not only are Palestinians dying, now it's like on like the discourse to be focused like on, like on, on Biden to fucking have to do, do, some, do some shit. And you know, and you know, they're not going to book them to do shit because it's supposed to be enough to fucking make people go, you know what? I'm going to fucking vote for fucking, you know, uh, I'm going to vote for, uh, um, what's his fucking face? Trump. Who's showing you what he's fucking going to do. Like I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't take it. I saw incubators being emptied because the hospitals can't fucking run. And 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 what's more, and 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 what's and what's and what's more important? Uh, that, that, that gets like you know the fucking attention. It's uh, the fact that fucking people are gonna fucking mislead you about it because somebody uh, goofed in a comedic fucking sense. So now we gotta find comedy with everything. Honestly, that's one thing that, you know, I could have done without the John Oliver stuff. I know he has to do fucking comedy. I would have preferred if he just didn't fucking do the comedy part of it. Because, like, we're, because, because you know what, man, we're, we're, we're beyond in the situation just looking at things in a comedic fucking way. I think that's been the fucking problem. Where we, we've gotten where we've gotten by making it fucking go by comedy because we're so obsessed with everyone. Everyone needs to be a fucking funny person. Here, I'll, I'll play some of the... Um... The first six days of the war, it dropped 6,000 bombs on a strip of land just 25 miles long and at most seven miles wide. That is nearly as many as the record number that the U.S. dropped on Afghanistan in a single year. As of this taping, more than 11,000 people had been killed, including at least 4,000 children. There was almost no piece of footage that I could show you from Gaza that is not horrifying or heartbreaking. But we did find one piece of footage where a child very aptly sums up what things are like there. How have the past few days been, Abdulaziz? Like shit. It's okay, we can cut it out. Tell me. How have the past few days been, Abdulaziz? Explain to us. You mean about the war? Yes. How has it been with the war? Like shit. Yeah, of course it feels like shit. There is no other way to put it. And I'm honestly glad that he didn't even try there. I also appreciate him asking for clarification when the reporter started over. So just to be clear, you're asking what it's like to live through this war, right? Okay, I've got it. My answer remains like shit. Next question, please. I've got to say, it is hard to see a kid like that and then hear glib pronouncement like this one from Representative Brian Master, Florida. I would encourage the other side to not so lightly throw around the idea of innocent Palestinian civilians, as is frequently said. Uh, I don't think we would so lightly throw around the term innocent Nazi civilians during World War II. There's not this. By the way, this is allowed in, in Congress, by the way. There are very few innocent Palestinian civilians. Okay, that is not only disgusting. It's also evidently the sort of thing that you're allowed to get away with saying on the House floor with zero repercussions because that's apparently where the conversation is. The first six days of the war, it dropped 6,000 okay, so, bombs. So, 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 so that's one clip right there. Um, here's, uh, you know. ...who has actually jeopardized Israel's safety is that for years he deliberately used Hamas as a way to undermine the Palestinian Authority, a rival to Hamas which administers parts of the West Bank and has much more legitimacy on the world stage. Experts say that the idea was basically divide and conquer. If Palestinian leadership remains split and one of the main parties at the table has a terrorism label on it, 
it's going to be much easier for Netanyahu to refuse to engage with them and say that he has no partner for peace. Here is Smotrich explaining that strategy out loud in 2015. The Palestinian Authority is a burden, and Hamas is a terrorist organization that no one will recognize and no one will give it status in the ICC. No one will let them lead a decision in the Security Council. The main pitch we are playing now is international delegitimization. Hamas, at this point, in my opinion, will be an asset. Hamas is an asset. If you are calling the group that has repeatedly killed your people an asset, it shows pretty clearly that what you care about isn't safety, but total control. And for years, Netanyahu's government was actually allowing... See, so, 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 so people are mad about John Oliver saying... You know, yeah, there's a lot of people that are just writing it off. Oh, already, he said it was a war. Like, this is like... Listen, not everybody... Listen, I'm playing the people on the, uh, uh, who, who say that... Uh, some people that don't, are not really on the left, but they say they are. But, like... If, if if you're being if you're being genuine, and you're gonna have this like internet, like, I'm just telling you right now, you're on the internet, and that is just as much the establishment as well. Just because there's a, a little bit more openness of what can be shared and all that kind of stuff, doesn't mean that there aren't establishment fucking people do, doing narratives. Because uh, again, there's a lot of bad faith actors that are propping up. Um, you know, like like there's like, a couple of accounts stop stop Zion, um, um, you know, stop Zionism or something like that. I forget what it's called, but it's it's uh, you know not a a, a a a real account that's actually doing good shit. There's been a couple of fucking protests. Um, you know, there's been like you know a couple of people calling out some Boston protest uh, of some Zionism type of uh, 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 label um, that's being done by an anti-Semite. Hold on one second. Let me uh, just get get some of this fucking. St let me. Uh... See the other one I had left right here. Um, and then it's like a whole mystery as well. Like you know, it's the whole mystery of. Um, of like who are who are behind some of it. See, see, there's more there's there's more concentration on like you know who who's behind these accounts, and it's it's it stops becoming more about what's going on in Palestine, because like these are, these are bad faith actually get everything's gonna everyone's gonna engage with it. So now it's like you're forcing this stuff like and because they're they're spreading they're, they're uh, mis being misleading, they're fucking you know muddying the waters uh, you know of, of pro Palestinian sentiment. And now the focus is on them, when the focus should be on what fucking horrible shit is continuously happening. Cases of cash to be delivered to Hamas. Something, by the way, that earned suitcases of cash, the title most morally disreputable way to transfer money for the 900th year in a row. When that scandal broke, Netanyahu insisted that that money was for humanitarian aid, which still doesn't explain why it had to be delivered in luggage in the back of a fucking car. The point is, Netanyahu took the risk of betting that he could control Hamas and use them to his own ends. Um, he even goes over, I, I, I don't know if this person had the clip here, but he goes over how, what they called, uh, the other, like, the other prime minister, uh, who wanted, uh, to find peace with Palestine, you know, was, was killed, and, like, you know, Netanyahu had a rally 
where, like, a lot of his supporters were calling for this guy's murder, and they're putting pictures of his face on, like, you know, in Nazi uniforms and shit like that. I don't know if, if anyone had the, you know... If all Palestinians in Gaza did support Hamas, which they do not, the relentless bombings of civilians there would still be abhorrent. Collective punishment is a war crime. But the fact is there is much more criticism of Hamas in Gaza that Americans in general, and these dipshits in particular, are willing to admit. Palestinians in Gaza are not a monolith, and more importantly, are Israelis. Because now let's talk about Benjamin Netanyahu, a man who's been Prime Minister of Israel for a combined 16 years. Here in the US, discussion of the current conflict sometimes conflates the current Israeli government with Israel as a whole, as if the two are entirely representative of each other. You'll hear, we need to support Bibi and Israel. Or, this is not a time to criticize Netanyahu. But that is not the case within Israel. Criticism of Netanyahu there is fierce. One poll found that 76% of Israelis want him gone. And many blame him for the security lapses that led to the October 7th attack. And immediately after that attack, videos went viral of Netanyahu ministers visiting hospitals where some of the victims were recuperating and being yelled at. Just watch this one minister essentially get... I'll just have long enough for this, whatever, but... And then by somebody who works there. And look, even if all pal so that was what that was another clip right there, and then he go and then this other clip right here he has him America, you know, in all of this that I haven't mentioned yet, and it's us, and I don't just mean the British who are absolutely responsible for some of this. I'm talking about America because this country has emphatically picked a side. In recent years, we've given Israel $3.8 billion a year in military aid. And you can make geopolitical arguments for why that is or isn't a valid thing to do, but it means we're heavily implicated in everything you've just seen. Just listen to Bassem Alamin, a Palestinian whose 10-year-old daughter was killed by an Israeli border guard in 2007. My daughter had been killed with a American rubber bullet, unfortunately, from an American M16, unfortunately, from an American G, American uniform, and the soldier have trained in America. So everything is American. Right. Everything is American, and I know that is hard to hear. But the fact is, made in America is something that we understandably love to brag about when it's slapped on things that we're proud of. But unfortunately, it's not just tractors, truck nuts, and Toby Keith songs. Sometimes it's stuff that's killing people. A major player in all of this that I haven't... So, he, so yeah, he did a good job. I mean, I suggest go watching the episode. I'm sure, you know, it won't be to everyone's liking because it has to be like, well, I'm going to shit on something mainstream. But guess what? There's a, he, he, he got an audience... To applaud a fucking humanitarian thing for... That's more than what a lot of fucking ma mainstream people can do. And I'm not saying that people in the alt-media haven't been doing that and fucking presenting the fucking facts of what, what has happened over the last decade. But then there's some, but there's some, some of these people that have most definitely gone more to the fucking right wing. And all of a sudden they get to be the purity test of stuff. While you're using the common cause... To then hype up fucking pro-Russia shit. Like, I don't even know if that story about the... Because I, I see that, that Syrian girl... Who's a very like like I I follow her before, like I follow her still right but, but like you know I, I don't really you know what I mean I, I used to think that you know she was a little bit more honest but in the two thousand tens, but like she started going on Alex Jones' show she started being used by a lot of right wingers so now I don't really trust her you know I don't trust her fucking take so I don't even know if like the like it wouldn't surprise me if Isra if an Israeli Apache shot at the fucking vehicles. I mean, they're, they're already, because again, they're already doing other fucking things, so if you're telling me that they did that as well, it wouldn't fucking shock me.
and then you, and then you have really, really bad faith actors that are like you know that, that are like like they, they don't really care about Jewish safety. They're just being bad faith actors, so they're gonna start blaming like random groups of people. Like I've seen people like a lot of accounts like you know do a lot of anti fucking blackness. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I see a lot of, I, I see different minority accounts also using the situation to then, like, sh- first show solidarity and then also then frame it, um, where you're downplaying what they call the struggles between different, different ethnicities or different races and all that kind of shit. Um, for like for bad faith, and if I know that some of these people are going more to the cons- the right wing side, then I know that all of a sudden now they're g- gonna show like you know like th- their portion of fundamentalism. I can I I can see I can see the bad faith actor. Does, does that mean that you should start blaming? You know what I mean? Because then because then the, uh, some of the fucking you know bad bad faith actor like you know um like you know Jewish liberals. We'll start using supposed left of the count that are fucking doing it. They happen to be minority, brown, black. Some will be gay, and then and then the the and 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 uh, you know the, and the and the and the and the, and the uh, post left people that are you know like the Samira Khans and all that kind of stuff that are being anti fucking gay who are being anti LGBTQ. You don't think they're gonna use that fucking you know uh, that um that um picture of somebody of, a, of an idf so and i don't even know if he's gay or not whatsoever but he could just be doing that to basically make it seem like the lgbtq um are, are standing with israel basically in in this whole fucking genocide that's going on so he put oh look the first picture of a of a pride flag that's in palestine and he's in palestine while it's all blown up and some of them sure mind that fucking soldier that what they're called Israel doesn't fucking you know allow doesn't allow divorce doesn't allow women to divorce doesn't fucking you know it has hor- horrible fucking um you know anti LGBTQ laws themselves. So like to me, it's like it's, it's not even about like oh both sides, in in, in like, you know with like a, as far as the civilians go, because again you're not gonna get an argument out of me by say if you say you know what they call Palestinians are like you know disp- disproportionately being being more fucked uh, fucked being fucked over like you won't get an argument out of that, but when I say fucking both sides like the people uh, who are online, who fucking have funding going on that are all spreading sensationalist fucking shit about each other. And it's like it's on purpose, so you get, so like, so different bad faith actors point at that to go, see, this is what Palestine fucking feels about you. You see, this is what Jewish people feel about you. In that regard, that's a both side fucking thing. Even though it's all, all on the conservative fucking side. Like, barely anyone, you know, on, on mainstream news mentioned, like, you know, like, 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 Ben Glebe doesn't fucking, like, he, he, like, they'll acknowledge fucking, like, Qatar might fucking, you know, like, the, the, the money that goes to them goes to Hamas, but no one ever takes that into consideration. I'm all over the fucking place, man, I don't know. At one at one point, I I saw, uh, like the, 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 this one's supposed to obviously be a fucking parody, 
But, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's horrible because, like, hospitals are fucking being shut down. People are dying even more. And I, I, gotta, I, I gotta be fucking baited with, oh, they might be sending fentanyl rockets. Like I, I like like I like Boots Riley for you know calling out certain shit, but like I'm not interested in him versus Gal Gadot or um wh- whoever other or the other chick that followed you know. But like I I agree with the sentiment what they called about about you know uh about you know um you know like you know Gal Gadot's fucking thing is uh you know um an IDF propaganda fucking thing. But then people are people make it a bigger thing by making it seem like Boots Riley is not um, like giving a shit about you know uh, about the fucking uh, Israelis you know and and the, and the guy's Jewish himself, you know. But 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 like you know like they're acting like he doesn't give a shit about like the fucking Israeli citizens by pointing out. And and the thing is, even if like Gal Gadot's. Uh, like, you know, um, whatever she's making has, like, a little truth in it, it won't tell you that what they're called Israel, you know, heavily profits from having Hamas around. They'll tell you about the threat that, what they're called, that if, if Hamas opposes a threat, which will be allowed to fucking, you know, be allowed to do whatever they do, they'll just make it seem like, oh, see, that's Hamas, so all Palestinians, even though whatever evil that Hamas is going to do, it's going to be probably allowed by people that are fucking help, helping funding it. So they get their fundamentalist bullshit. And, 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 and by Israel dictating the terms about... um. About how, like, you know, um, uh, you know, about how, um, you know, uh, about how, like, journalists knew about this happening. And if, 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 if that was true, right, that, that people knew of something happening, that would be indicative to me that the system at large would have known something was happening. But, like, even in official, uh, category, Egypt, like, officially knew that something could go down by warning them. So they have a kayfabe uh, way to show you that the Israel, like, 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 you know, instead of just saying that Israel knew this was going to go down, we have to do it like in a murder she wrote kind of way. Like, oh, did you know that Israel, the, um, you know, did you know Egypt kind of warned them about something going down? So, te- you know what I mean? It's kind of like the 9-11 shit for some, you know. So technically, you can say that they kind, of, but for some reason, people just can't say. Well, if they, if there are one, then and it happened, then one would fucking one would jump to conclusions that they wanted this to fucking happen. One would go to those fucking conclusions. But because of that, because of that, now Israel has carte blanche. Or they feel they have carte blanche to now fucking call for the elimination of journalists, which means that they got to, they're probably going to be. Sh- I mean, they've already killed journalists there, but they're going to be doing it with impunity now. This was there was a, pro- there was a protest going on in Toronto. And there's a van. Again, to me, it, it, the whole thing just seems, uh, you know, orchestrated. But now it's like a mystery of, like, who did it. Like, okay, so I guess like, there's a van that says Trudeau must go. 
So you're supposed to assume that what they call like it, okay, it could be fucking. It's supposed to be people that are pro Palestine, which then wouldn't mean that they're all that they're all right wing. But it could. But there are right wing people that also think Trudeau should go. And am I supposed to assume that what they're called, if it's like a pro-Palestinian message of Trudeau must go, the people who set it on fire are supposed to be people that are pro, uh, that are pro-Israel? Or is it people that are, you know, uh, I don't know if, uh, I, I can't keep up with the fucking narratives. Or could it be people that, you know, are defending, you know, but to me, it looks like, it look, the, the fact that there's a lot of right-wingers, Getting in on it, going, oh, you see, for the right winger doing it, so m- maybe it was a right winger who did the whole fucking thing the whole time. But I don't know if the people that had the van also lit it on fire. It, it, it doesn't supposed to be the indication of it. I don't know what's going on. There was a the, 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 there was a rabbi giving fucking credit to. Uh, like not like you know what I mean like, like there's obvious stuff like there's obvious stuff about people who are support who are being pro Israel accounts online who are basically misrepresenting what's being said at fucking protest, which is also fucking dangerous. You know, uh, while some, I forget who who was doing the reading of, like, pleading for a ceasefire, there was, like, a a politician named Michelle, uh, Michelle uh, Salzman, who was, like, she's for all all the Palestinians fucking dying, basically. So, when when the person read, how many more people have to die, and then all of a sudden you hear all of them. It's like, we're we're getting that cold-hearted in our fucking, in our political fucking discourse. You know, it's, like, it, it's always been that way, but now it's just more of an exposition that people have no problems um, with their ma- with their mass off because it, because it, it's because if you think there's actually a bright future ahead in the near future, you're like, oh my god, why are people just fully out just doing that? Don't they know there'll be consequences? Like maybe they're doing it because they know there won't be consequences for it because they're gonna be in a protected fucking situation because we're fucking waiting for you know an overall thing to like break apart but like you know presenting fucking like you know oh like uh making up a a, a obvious fake viral hospital worker saying Hamas took over the hospitals so you can justify what's going on over there so you can constantly fucking repeat that shit just you know, and and do and doing and doing parody stuff like, like this is something you see in a fucking movie, like in a comedy movie, to show how inept fucking these people are, but that they're playing it for real, where like you know uh, the 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 um, the the Israeli pre- the, the the Herzog whatever the the Israeli president, um said that what they call that 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 there was like a there was a, a, a copy of Mein Kampf somewhere. Like in, in one of the houses of the hospital or something like that. So now that's justification. They know that what they call people are, are outraged by it. It's just it's just more gaslighting. Like they, they know they're doing the situation. They know that people are at an all-time high stress level of the, from this shit.
And then it becomes a whole talk topic about worrying about worrying about Biden. Here's the thing: if you look at the surface, people have no reason to want to vote for Biden. If you're uh, presenting it like this guy has all the fucking power, but because I know that there's more to the game than what's presented, and and again by by limiting it, you're you're also like down like like this is a like it's supposed to be this bad because it's setting the tone for people not wanting to fucking be left. And people then uh, finding a way to be lured more to the fucking right. There's a fucking plan. That's why I'm also worrying about the future. Like, I'm also concerned with the present. Like, it's stressing me the fuck out. Like, Trump can still, like, you know what I mean? Like, political people who are gonna, like, to me, I feel like, yo, know, they're gonna uh, somehow make it seem like, tr- like they're, they're gonna do positive spin for Trump. A bunch of the fucking people who say they're the leftist and taking advantage of what Biden is not gonna do, while Trump is also, like, for example, if you get worried about what Trump is doing, there'll be people that are gonna get mad because you're like, oh, but you're not holding Biden accountable. But it's like, but, but it's like if people already know where the future is headed, and this is like a way for Trump to look good in the future, because we've misled people by making it seem like the president's the be all end all, when he's just as useless as a world champion in fucking pro wrestling. They said this was supposed to be a a, a spending bill. Like, you know, it, it fell apart because, again, with the, I, I, with the call, like, uh, because of the whole election thing, um, because of the election, the people didn't want, people didn't want anti-abortion shit, right? So now they're trying to, like, they're the, the trying to sneak in laws to ban fucking, you know, put a bill into that, that, that would have the workplaces fire people who take birth control and shit. So, like, even, so, like, even if the people have spoken, it's like they're going to try to find ways to do it. But apparently that bill fell apart. I, I couldn't keep up because, again, they always say that the government is going to be shutting down. It just feels like more theater to show you how cold-hearted some of these fucking people are. I don't know. And there's IRS funding as well, you know what I mean? Because these people do not want to be investigated for whatever. And then, like, you know, and the thing is, with, with, with the Assange thing, I never know, cause, because, again, if, if I'm looking at the surface, like, yeah, he's a journalist that fucking exposed, I don't think that he should be fucking arrested, he should be treated the way he is, but I also feel like they use him, like, I mean, the, every pe- legit journalist out there should be fucking worried about, you know, what kind of fucking consequences will happen. But I feel like they use Assange as the sports entertainment, like, meaning that, like, what he's going through, he's actually going through it. But, like, they're also sports entertaining it, where, like, he's supposed to be this figure that's supposed to have, like, this, uh, um, this whole, like, you know, like, but, but the thing is, is, like, he's probably somebody that's being fucked up by the system. And, like, Whoever like is calling for his sa- like to be a savior for him, he's probably gonna be on that fucking side, because like what makes me confused is like 
don't know, like, I don't know what his trajectory is going to be in the future. But like when I see guys like Jimmy Dore championing him and he's discredited to me, is it a, is it a sign of him using a legit cause like Assange to make it seem like okay you can't criticize me because I'm pro Assange, or is he advocating for him because Assange is going to be on that side when it's all said and done, and because it's all predetermined to me, this whole notion of like oh look Marjorie Taylor Greene AOC are working together. So now you're fucking, you know, giving cart. I don't know. There's another guy, Dean, Dean Phillips, who's trying to primary Joe Biden. And I guess before when, you know, people said that Joe Biden, like when uh, Bernie got screwed in 2016, I guess he was one of his one person, he was like one of the people that like kind of like, you know, like, you know, was anti-Bernie in that regard. Like, I, I think so, because he started apologizing recently now about, like, oh, look, they can... So he's so he's going at it like, oh, look, he's currently giving you giving him props because he was rigged against you because the whole rigging, uh, the whole rigging narrative needs to be present in the, in the, in the elections. You know what I mean? Because, again, like, I'm, I'm not passing off the possibility that, like, there'll be a reveal that they fucking did cheat or something like that. And this whole thing has been designed to make it look like they're framing Trump for doing it. So, like, basically, when, when, when they want to get their fascist takeover, it'll be under the guise of like, "Oh, we were justified." That's why I'm not. That's why I never poo pooed on the whole notion because I feel like what they call both both sides would fucking try to cheat each other, basically. But officially, you know, what I mean, like it 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 went down the way it went down. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a kayfabe thing. But I feel like you know. Because everyone has a narrative that's favored towards Biden, it's like there'll be a justification on the Trump side for feeling the way that they felt, even though it's always been designed to go in his direction. In my personal opinion, of course. By the way, what they called uh, Trump was at um, UFC. And whenever again, whenever I see um, you know uh, pre- um, you know um, celebrities that are there during this time to be present when Trump is there, they can make it seem like oh I'm just an entertainer that just happened to take in. It's like when you're present in a, in a, in a, in a, in a photo, it's like you know proof that what they're called. Uh, it's proof that what they're called. Um, in my personal opinion, that Bill Burr is actually a fucking Trump guy, and what they call Nia Burr is getting credit. So, like, you know, like, the, the, the bad faith racists are fucking going at her. So that, of course, people are going to fucking defend her. But what if, like, that's, like, another sports entertainment thing because her her and Bill Burr are going to go on the Trump side. Or un- unless Bill Burr gets revealed as being... Because, again, people say that he voted for Trump in the 2016 election. So he might end up being on the, on, on, on the Trump side. And what if Nia, Nia Burr was actually flipping off people at home like yeah look I'm I'm with them but I'm making it seem like I'm doing it behind Trump's back and the right wing is actually helping in that regard and he could because 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 Bill Burr wasn't really a Trump guy he wouldn't have been present right because that that stuff is by design 
They're trying to make it look like Trump being at, you know, uh, at, at, um, uh, you know, these celebrities like Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, all of them, all being at, like, you know, the UFC, because that's where the new show business is going, basically, in the, in, 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 the, in the sports world in that regard. So it's like basically anyone who's aligning with the UFC at this regard, celebrity-wise, is basically going to be a part of it. And I guess that's Bill, you know, again, people think that, oh my God, you see what the cold, this is where the cool counterculture is. I don't know if it's, if, if, if the, if your entertainment is being run by right wing fundamentalism, it's not really, um, counterculture at all. It's actually just fundamentalist. Just say you want to go to the fundamentalist side. Just stop pretending that you're, again, they always have to make it seem like, oh, look, we're on the fucking cool side. Here's a more John Oliver clip. ...have been killed so far, which honestly shouldn't be a total shock given that early on an IDF spokesperson said out loud the emphasis is on damage and not on accuracy. And there have been some maddening efforts to downplay the suffering in Gaza, like when Israel's ambassador to the UN said this last weekend. There is no humanitarian crisis in Gaza see, this in coordination is, see, with this the... Is all, 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 see, again, this, this rate, these people know... That what they call people are opposing this. They know that people are all time high stress from this. So uh, even though what he's saying is obviously horrible, and you should call it out. This is also done by design. So we're more fucking like not only are we outraged and saddened by what's happening, we're more saddened. Uh, like like now our our fucking our, now we gotta waste energy on pointing out the hypocrisy when these people do not give a shit about the hypocrisy. And the UN, we allowed the number of trucks uh, entering Gaza now with food and medicines to reach almost 100 trucks uh, every day. You've said this before that there is no humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Uh, that's kind of an amazing statement because there were humanitarian problems there before the war, and now obviously it has gotten bad. But, but take they, take their numbers okay, aside. So it has gotten to the crisis yeah, but point. I'm, I'm, I'm not... No, I'm, I'm not saying that the life in Gaza is great. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm not saying it's great is a severe understatement there. That is something you say when you're describing the band at a wedding or a sandwich from Panera Bread. But it's not how you describe life in the middle of a fucking war zone because those on the ground in Gaza will tell you it's absolutely a humanitarian crisis. Just watch this woman who works with Doctors Without Borders. It is the, the worst humanitarian catastrophe I've experienced in my lifetime. You know, there's an acronym in the, in the Gaza Strip right now. You know, I, I'm a pediatric intensive care doctor. I see a lot of suffering in my career. There's an acronym that is unique to the Gaza Strip, and it's called it's WCNSF. Wounded Child, No Surviving Family. Children, and it is used not infrequently in the last three weeks. Wounded child, no surviving family should not exist as an acronym. She's right. And personally, I'm going to take my cues about what constitutes a humanitarian crisis from the humanitarians here. I really don't have it in me to show you footage of people in agony tonight, but I do want you to see some kids in Gaza who've been displaced speak about what they've been going through. I 
Mm. Well, Basically, fear for the live. Uh, Two, because kids should never be losing sleep due to the fear of war. They should only be losing sleep for completely normal kid reasons, like tummy aches from eating too much candy, or apparently for Australian kids, staying up excited all night because it's Christmas Eve and you can't wait to see if Santa brought you a brand new bag for all of your holiday ham for some deeply weird reason. It should be impossible to watch those kids and not feel shattered. There is a natural human impulse to protect children, to grab a toddler. You don't know if you see them running into traffic. And if that impulse is broken or disincentivized by a government, there is absolutely a humanitarian crisis, no matter what any arsehole has to say about it. So I had one left, I had left, you know, one left over, that's why. But he actually did a good job, I'm not going to lie, you know. So this is... Saturday, President Joe Biden marked Veterans Day with a visit to Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. During his remarks, the president paid tribute to America's veterans and called them, quote, the steel spine of this nation. But and, 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 and by the way, when, when Biden puts out, like, all oh, what Trump said about the military, these guys know... That like, like because because a lot of people who see it, uh, like, especially people who want to make it seem like Trump is cooler uh, about you know disrespect because again people always make it seem like oh look that's Trump uh, um you know disregarding the military industrial complex whatever so like by by doing that you realize that like the quote unquote cool crowd online is not gonna fucking really give a shit about what they call Trump disrespecting fucking uh, the troops and all that kind of shit. He's still pro his type of fucking military. He's still uh, for all of that, you know. This is a message former President Donald Trump chose to deliver last night for Veterans Day during a speech in New Hampshire. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Who they define as fascists. Ever since Donald Trump made his way down that escalator and burst onto the political scene in 2015, we've grown used to his frequently unhinged and abusive rhetoric. But tonight I want to talk about a specific word used by Trump there. Vermin. That's not a word we often hear used in everyday conversation. In fact, it's a very specific word that carries a very specific historical connotation. It was a word frequently used by Nazis to dehumanize Jewish people during the Holocaust. For example, according to historical accounts in 1939, Adolf Hitler... And, 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 and there's people dunking on many right here, because right now Biden is fucking up by not calling for a season. And again, that's perfectly fine to point out. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But you also shouldn't downplay one of the more popular fucking candidates that has a good shot of fucking winning. But 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 you see, they think this stuff kind of helps Trump, even though this is like a, this is a self preservation warning about what he's gonna do in the future, or what the ilk that runs shit is gonna make him the face of. That told the Czech foreign minister, "quote This vermin must be destroyed. The Jews are our sworn enemies." Now, this isn't the first time Trump has been caught echoing the rhetoric of Nazis and white supremacists. A few weeks ago, 
He said that undocumented immigrants were, quote, poisoning the blood of our country, which again echoes the rhetoric of Hitler, who made similar remarks in Mein Kampf. So there you have it. An ex-president and current frontrunner for the GOP presidential nomination, not once, but twice in just the last few weeks, taking a page right out of Hitler's Nazi propaganda playbook. Surely the media must be all over this, calling out his dangerous rhetoric for what it is, right? Sadly, no. Here's how the New York Times chose to cover Trump's remarks yesterday. The headline read, quote, Trump takes Veterans Day speech in a very different direction. Hmm. I say red because they later updated the headline to, quote, in Veterans Day speech, Trump promises to root out the left. Still not quite there, but it's a stark difference from the sanitizing they did the first time around. Now, to be fair to the New York Times, the same publication is out with some new and very important reporting on the very real dangers of a possible second Trump term, especially when it comes to his immigration policy. According to a bombshell piece that dropped just yesterday, Trump is planning an extreme expansion of his first term crackdown on immigration if he returns to power in 2025. Quote, including preparing to round up undocumented people already in the United States on a vast scale and detain them in sprawling camps while they wait to be expelled. Yes, camps. But that's not all. According to the Times, Trump also plans to clamp down... See, on e- e- even, even though this is important, by doing this right now, like, and, and again, like, because, 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 because people don't want to look into the future, because right now is really, really horrible with the current president, nobody who pretend, like, people who pretend online to be, like, who are propped up, who pretend to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can still point out Biden is not doing a good job. He's not handling this fucking well. He's, like, you know, you know by the kayfabe of his power, he's supporting a fucking genocide. You can point that out, but, the, but, but then if, if Trump is, like, the, the fucking option is going to fucking win, this is also important to fucking know, but, like, it's coming at a time where people just think, oh, look, you're fear-mongering about Trump per usual. You're fear-mongering about him per usual. But they, this is them playing the seeds of what he intends on doing. Since I believe the people in charge want him to be the fucking chosen one be, and be the king. Legal immigration, for example, during a second Trump term, the visas of foreign students who participated in anti-Israel or pro-Palestinian protests would be cancelled and U.S. consular officials abroad would be directed to expand ideological screening of visa applicants, making it easier to block people that the Trump administration considers to have, quote, undesirable attitudes. This is a man who doesn't just borrow the rhetoric and policies of dictators and demagogues, but openly admires and praises them. Again, here he is just last night. Presidency is like central casting. There's nobody in Hollywood that can play the role of presidency, the look, the strength, the voice. And Kim Jong-un had a good relationship with him. He's a tough, smart guy. He loves him. And that new reporting from The Times, by the way, comes on the heels of a story we brought to you on this program just last week. As detailed by The Washington Post, Trump and his allies have already begun mapping out specific plans for using the Justice Department to punish his opponents should he win a second term. And also to deploy the military against protesters on Inauguration Day 2025. These reports should terrify each and every one of us. Trump isn't hiding his authoritarian ambitions for a second term. From punishing his political opponents to locking up immigrants in camps to deploying the military. All while echoing the hateful rhetoric of Adolf Hitler. 
We know exactly what we can expect if he retakes the White House in 2024. But hey, what was it about Joe Biden's age? See, see, I, I, again, again, see, see, again, you, you, you do a good job by giving us warning. And right now, in 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 a, in a way, in 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 a in a in, in a time where Joe Biden is fucking doing horrible shit, where he like you know, if I'm judging by what the president record is, you know what I mean. This see, this is why people are not going to take your message seriously because all you're going like, oh, about Biden. There's a lot of things that Biden has promised on that didn't. Is is he doing like? Did he do like a better job with certain fucking things? Sure, whatever, and all that. Like, not being so, you know, and also not adding to, like, fucking up more of the rhetoric, basically. But, but, but the thing is, Trump's era radicalized people in the, on a mainstream fucking level, where even if Joe Biden is the fucking president, the right wing uh, online and the powers that be are the ones that dominating the fucking vo- dominating the fucking conversation and the narratives about it. And because things are being done from from a right wing trajectory system, having the democratic you know world champion, you know what they call be the face of it, you know it's not a fucking ringing endorsement for people to vote for him. But if maybe people were more honest about the process of what how this all be how this all fucking actually goes, then maybe more people would see the difference. You can't just scoff at people who go, oh, the di- what's the difference between Democrats and Republicans? Like you, like people scoff at that, and what the call like, but like people are looking at what is like transpiring on the fucking surface. You have to be able to fucking explain it, and people who are supposed to be smart don't want to limit the narratives. How are you gonna beat them in the argument? Anyways. Okay, it's 11 p.m. Dude, dude I, I, you know, I, I guess I gotta get that out of the way. I know Raw's already done, so my... I get... Uh, if I recap, I didn't predict what was gonna happen on Raw. So, cause luckily, I did the Raw and NXT recap on time. I have SmackDown and Collision and, you know, a couple of other... Uh, Impact... By the way, what they call the Montreal Screwjob, you know, became uh, Montreal Screwjob was an anniversary just recently, right? And, of course, whenever this viral clip goes on, back then I used to go, oh, my God, he got him on tape. But, like, now looking back, now that I, the, the, dude, the, the, how can anyone not think that this is the fucking work? Hold on, look, look at this. The guy is recorded. I know they'll have their kayfabe reason. This week has been a bad week for me. I feel kind of betrayed a little bit. Well, I do too, a little bit. And again, all we're talking about really is Ted Turner. Brett, where's the wire? Between you and me, and that's all. I can't tell you how appreciative I will always be for everything you've done. I didn't want to leave with any problems. I actually didn't want to leave at all. And then it's the point where there was no other choice but to go. The way this whole thing has been depicted, it's really hard for me as a hero here to come up short this weekend. Um... What would you want to do today, then? I'm open anyway. I think what I'd like to do is get through today. I think tomorrow I should just go in. Dude, I, I, I thought, see, again, when, when, when you 
pre- present something in an outside environment back then, I'd be like, oh my god, they're like talking like real human beings. Like, dude, now looking back at this, this is so fucking rehearsed. How could anyone not think that this is a fucking work? And if people are gonna be like the usual, well, what match happened out of it, all that, how about this? It's like, there's fundamentalism rules of how, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, like, like being famous is using your fucking power. And like, like using like, like using your super fucking power, and if you keep you if you use it in a, in a, in an era where like you know the more you use it, you're the more fucked up you're gonna be. It's like there's rules for your fame basically, so you gotta come up with reasons why certain people left and their careers fucking fell off. Like this is supposed to be basically the end of Bret Hart at the height of his like re- like his career. Like even though he would have highlights and WCW and all that, like a little bit. But like this is supposed to be like the like the finale of his career essentially, because like there's fundamentals and rules that go on and shit, you know. In my speech and forfeit the title, I think it allows me a chance to leave with my head up and leave in a nice way. I mean, I don't have to beat Sean. We could have a schmoz or whatever you want. I, I would think it'd be a run-in type thing. But, yeah. But I'm open. No, I think that's. I'm open anything. Like I said before, I'm determined this is gonna wind up quite well. I gotta just talk. Yeah, you know. So to me, to, to me, and and Vince, if, if this is like truly exposing Vince McMahon, he was really mad about this. I know they they have rules for like of how this was done, but to me, it's like like I know they said that Vince McMahon tried to stop this, but like if they wanted to stop it, they could have fucking stopped it. In in my personal opinion, at least. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I was going to go off about that. By the way, I hope people in Iceland are, are doing, you know, okay. I, again, I, last time I heard, there's supposed to be a volcanic... Um, again, and, and even with that, there's been misleading things. People showing AI type of shit and saying that this is what happened. But I have no fucking clue what happened, really. You know what I mean? So it's supposed to happen today. In the coming days now, just 23 minutes ago from the Daily Beast. But there was like a, um, you know, uh, the streets are splitting in half and all that kind of shit. Like, it's like, you know, it's, it's like, like it's like, you know, like this, cl- this climate change of it, but like in, in the whole thing about the end times and all that, and things are just breaking and volcanic stuff happening. It's like, it's really playing into like the fundamentalist stuff that goes on basically. You know, but Eric Adams's house was raided, and I'm sure because again he has something to do with Turkey. But again, like it's under the guise of a Democrat, whatever. Even though he's really a Republican, in my personal opinion, but like like this will be a way for him to get canceled, and then he'll still have like either he'll like go go somewhere else and do something, or what the call like or, or like or he'll be rehabbed eventually. You know what I mean? But he'll come out officially as a Republican, even though he's positioned himself as a Democratic fucking mayor. But I, I, I never even knew his affiliation, and I, I can already tell by the way he kind of acts that he's kind of a Republican. And I, you know, I was actually surprised that he was a fucking, supposed to be a Democrat. But, like, it's more the warning, like, oh, if they could do, I mean, they can fucking raid people's houses. But, like, it's like, this is, like, for a show. Like, I always assume that all politicians are up to no fucking good. 
I, I always I always assume people in the system are doing something shady behind the fucking scenes. So when they do fucking finally advertise fucking one, it's like they want you to know about it because that's gonna be the theatrics of it, and it's gonna play out. Like just look at like all how it played out with George Santos, and now this guy's not even expelled. Yeah, he might quote unquote face charges for stop, but he's allowed to stay. You know what I mean? Like it may, the rules make no fucking sense. Like, you know, um, the guy, like, for example, that guy that, um, claims he got arrested because he did a Hillary meme, and he was, like, he actually, like, misled Hillary supporters to go to a fucking fraudulent, I I forget what it was exactly, but the guy did time, he's out, he acted like he's the biggest fucking victim, so now you're on, you know, you're, you're being interviewed on fucking, you know, you're being interviewed on Tucker Carlson, I'm sure he'll make a Vlad TV appearance at some point, since Vlad's interview, since Vlad's interviewing more, political candidates or, you know, people associated with politics now, like Dershowitz, and now he's doing RFK. I forget what, what, what the report was, but the report, I, I don't know how valid the report is, but it's not surprising to me if this is true, that, like, um, uh, that there's people that are not into any of the vaccines anymore, and... That's supposed to be the fucking goal. I guess that was their whole goal. They've been planning that. They've been planning those seeds for the last like twenty years, like in subtle fucking ways. Because like, no one used to harp on. Uh, like that's why I never thought it was a big fucking deal. Because there are people that take vaccines, but it would be a disagreement. But there would never be this all-out fucking like, oh my god, you're spreading disinformation. And the people that were so pro-vaccine would always seem like they're coming off as the unhinged ones in the two in the early two thousand, the two thousand tens, and maybe because they knew where the future was headed and they didn't want to say anything, so they're so I guess they didn't want you to get on the like you know they try to cut it off early, but they played it aggressively. And and again, and and when I was questionable about vaccines, it was never like I'm completely anti-vaccine. Like if you told me that there's a couple of things, like a couple of people, like it wouldn't be because of vaccines, it'd be because of certain bad faith actors that would um be doing something fraudulent with certain vaccines, and that has been proven true. But that didn't make me like an anti-vaccine person. But like, but, but because the people that seem like they're pro-vaccine seem like they're being the ones that were unhinged, it would always lead to me going, okay, well, if the ones that are seem like they're being like, you know, like victimized a little bit by like being like yelled at, it's like the people that are being vaccine skeptical about certain shit. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a whole thing. And then I started realizing that when like the, the, there might be a fucking like, you know, a whole, uh, like, a, like the, I, I watched Contagion and I was like, this is probably a future of it, you know what I mean, and then, so to me, it's like they're warning you, so, like, to me, because there's so much funding with the anti-vaccine message, like, people, people get surprised by me to go, oh, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you're pro-vaccine, it's like, you know, there's other narratives of conspiracies, like, you know, I don't have to go with the popular fucking, you know, uh, conspiratorial narrative that, like, it's like, oh, like, okay, well, the system is backing this one, but the system is also backing the conspiracies, though.
Like, at least, like, I try to have fucking actual fucking nuance with it. I'll get into, um... I'll get into some celeb storylines, you know what I mean? I have some jotted down here. I don't know how long I'm going to spell, you know, spell... Like, like, like how, how much analysis do you want me to do about... I guess if I just jot shit down, I'm like, okay, I can kind of maybe give a thought about this. Maybe I'll have something there. But, I mean, how much analysis can I really do on Little Pump supporting, you know, Donald Trump saying Little Pump is his favorite... I'm sure Trump will have a bunch of, like, these SoundCloud rappers, like, you know, people that are going to be, like, supporting him and all that kind of shit. Because it's supposed to look like a clown show. So some of these, like, you know, like, like if you have Kodak back and Little Pump, you know what I mean? Like, the aesthetics of it will look like, you know, very, very goofy. There was, uh, you know, again, t- again, I don't know, again, I, I don't know enough about Tanashi's music. About what she really, like, you know, what, what her in-depth subjects are. Whatever. But, like, I saw weird comments online when the story broke about, like, how there was, like, a stalker. You know, and again, whenever someone does it to a celebrity, people think that it just happens to randomly to celebrities as well. But whenever it happens to a celebrity, it means that it was pre-approved to happen. Because celebrities, like, are not on the same level as just regular fucking people, status-wise. Not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm just saying. It's like they're a part of the mafia, right? So when they're allowed to be touched or allowed to be fucking fucked with, it's like it, it comes from an approval. So if celebrities can have that happen, and plus with the whole documentaries of, like, people becoming famous for, for robbing celebrity houses. But I saw disturbing comments, and again, these are just comments online, but because I believe people online are, you know, like, a lot of them are fucking funded to be online. Like, I, again, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know anything about some of the subject matter. You know what I mean? So I listen to her gradually. I don't listen to her, like, all the time. Now I can't remember every single fucking thing, whatever. But what's it called? Um, so, but but when the when the report happened about like a stalker, some accounts were like, "Well, maybe she should rethink about what kind of stuff she's fighting against." You know, otherwise these bad things won't happen to her. It's like, dude, like seriously. And again, people just kind of just just cog it up to, oh, someone just being a fucking creep about it. But, like, because these people, in my personal opinion, are funded accounts to be online, it's like, what, like, who are they and what are they fucking, like, kind of doing, basically? There was, like, some forced fucking, you know, a viral moment where, and again, like, if I, if I buy into this, like, I, I agree, I, I agree with Sexy Red being pissed off about this. But she was being carried out by one of her, like, you know, her, like, you know, her team. She had, like, a team with her. She's being carried out, and one of the security guards, while she's being carried out, he fucking copped a feel of her ass. And then she stopped. And she told the guy. And then one of her fucking team guys went to go. You, you, you don't see it all happen. But all of a sudden you see another security guard kind of push that guy back. And then that's what comes into the camera. But to me, it's like, this is what, like, you know, viral concert things are, basically. Like, now Attitude Era level stuff is happening at concerts. You know, I don't know. This is how I'm looking at it, you know. By the way, what the call? Yeah, so uh, that whole Joe Smith guy, that guy that got mad about his wife or his girlfriend doing OnlyFans. 
So, of course, he, I, again, I knew the storyline because look where he shows up. He shows up on Vlad TV. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like if you go viral and you become a character, you get interviewed on Vlad TV to be asked about, like, certain realness about your life, like, from the past, but then you got to go off about topics that are kayfabe now, like they're actually making commentary on, you know, it's like you're just doing kayfabe commentary on certain fucking things. The, the, the Drusky, the Drusky and Birdman stuff, because Birdman was, uh, I guess, robbed, stashed his chain on, on camera, and people think it's a, it's a comedy sketch. But, like, even if it's a comedy sketch, I feel like there's, like, a little bit of truth to it being, like, like, for, like, like for example, like, if this is being, this is happening, this is, like, Drusky getting initiated by rappers in the game, you know what I mean, where it's a comedy sketch, but it's actually, like, you know, being, like, you know, run by the higher-ups, which is kind of symbolism of stuff that happens with other people, but that gets seen as, like, just it being real. But this one, they have, like, a little bit of fucking, you know, um, to, like, gimmick the fucking initiation into it. They're making it seem like it's also a comedy sketch. You know, I don't know. I jot it down, because whenever the little Boozy and Meek Mill are on the same level of, like... Like, they'll, like, you know, like, for example, like, Boozy promote, like, promoting a movie, like, promoting, like, uh, Scorsese's new movie by, like, like, you know, because they go, oh, look, Boozy's really mad about the victims, um, you know, uh, the, the victims in the, uh, like, who, like, who are the victims in the movie of the indigenous people, indigenous people. So, it's, it's gonna get, like, you know, vi- like, you know, it's, it's, like, basically when, like, Jimmy Kimmel asked that Egyptian dude on the show, Yaya, to go and review movies, that's basically what they have for the internet with little Boozy. And then, and then randomly he'll like you know want to shoot a shot with like, uh you know a new a new love interest and this and this and this, and, this, and this time it's being right recently it's more Chloe Bailey so little Boozy's discourse is like episodic television you know what I mean like you you don't have to follow all his storylines but like once in a while there'll be an episode that's too fucking wild for you where you're like okay well I gotta, I gotta see it basically you know what I mean that's how I that's how I look at Boozy or you know uh you know. I don't know. Like Coily Ray, Ray, for example. You know, what they're called, uh, you know, she, 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 she's going to always be feuding with it. See, this, this is why I'm glad that I'm not attractive or I had kids. Because if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a guy in show business and, you know what I mean, and my, and my career didn't pan out, and then I had a kid, it's like, then I'm, I'm going to put my kid in show business, and then I'm supposed to become, what, fucking jealous of them? And it's like, it's like even if this is real or not, it's like you're being, you're, it's like you're having kids designed for you to feud with in the future, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll, it'll like be like, you know, people will fucking agree that some, some of it might be a little bit envious, but it's also giving him shine because he's constantly going to be in the discourse, basically. But not for his music, you know. But, I mean, Coyle Ray is pretty fucking good, though. I mean, for, for, for the style that she has and all that kind of shit. I like that album that came out in the summer. I thought it was pretty fucking good. It took me a while to really, really get into her, but, you know. I think she really, you know, did, did it. But, like, you know, it's like, it's like I, I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for her in the sense that, like, she, her whole presence now is going to be, like, feuding with her fucking dad. And it's like I, I, if I, if I had a kid, I wouldn't want to be like I, w- I wouldn't want to be in Benzino's position, basically. 
It's also like, you know, like, um, like, like you know, uh, like, like for example, like, ASAP Rally being fucking initiated into the game by being shot by ASAP Rocky. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, it's being used for exploitative nature. Where now you're gonna chime in on his, on his trauma because of being shot. Cause, like, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's gonna be ten times worse because this, this stuff, to me, is industry or- organized. These people do not play by the regular rules, even if they present, like, oh, a case and all that kind of shit, but, you know. L.A. Reid is getting fucking canceled for, you know, sexual assault allegations. From what I can tell right now, it's just one... I don't know if the guy had... Again, I can't keep up with the whole Me Too movement and who was named and all that. I know a bunch of music executives are, you know... There's, like, people that do turn people out, you know. Um, let me see. LA. Let me see. I think it's one uh, executive, uh, one music executive over alleged sexual assault. I guess he had to initiate them too, basically. Drew Dixon. See, people are saying right here he's been he's been the center of so much abuse. So like this is like isn't a fur. I can't keep up with all the executives. You know what I mean? I was. Just... I guess this one's supposed to put it over the top. I guess basically. You know, it's like, you know, it's like basically a way for someone to finally turn heel, I guess, officially. Even though, like, they, these cases have always... It always seems like there's always been rumors about certain musicians or or executives that have, you know, done shit. And it gets put in place, it's, it's there to exist. And then when, like, the final one happens before the heel turn, it's like, then you go for the current one. Drake gave a, de- a deposition for the Astro World lawsuit, and I'm sure nothing is gonna really come of it, like just like for the sake. But I guarantee you, it will be like, like, like I guess it'll exist for the sake of like it eventually leaking, and there will be something funny about like how he answered the question or something like that. I bet you, like that will eventually fucking leak. You know what did leak fucking Nas and paid in full edition. So now I wonder if these footage, if this footage, it looks like real. But like, it, like you know, AI is so fucking advanced in my personal opinion. How do I know that these aren't fucking AI created fucking images? Like you know, like and it's it's way more like you know uh, advanced more so than ever. Because like because again, if they're already worried about AI music. That I'm gonna assume the last ten years with the amount of music that has come out, I'm gonna assume a lot of it has also been um, AI stuff. You know, that's just my, my my assumption. 
if you're already showing me what's coming out and what can be done, I, I can already assume, I'm allowed to assume that this has been hidden for, for a long time. So how do I know if this is a real fucking Nas thing, whatever? Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Right? Yeah, what's up? Yo, this the new 450, the, the new 450. Yo, this shit got the dual gold rims with the golden female front. It's got the 12 on the hood, right? Yeah, you living, nigga. Yeah, you living. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like somebody entered this into an AI fucking, you know, I, I don't believe this is fucking real. I really don't. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand on it. I, again, I, I know I'll be chastised. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if if that rapper, if that singer, uh, Jay Denna, is going to get canceled because randomly he started repenting about. Again, like to me, if I'm just buying into like what he's just putting out on the surface, like him just saying, "Oh, I um, I repent for like how I treated women," like basically saying that like you like you like be like leading them into a relationship that would go nowhere, or like using them as inspiration for my art essentially and all that kind of stuff and if that's just what it is then 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 maybe like you know it's just like him just kind of like coming to that realization whatever but like to me because it's celebrities part of me is going to be wondering again i don't even know what this guy's been up to i don't know if he has like a prior uh, uh you know, history of doing some creep shit because everyone seems to like that seems to be everyone's fucking you know initiation so part of me wonders if he's putting it out there because he's getting ahead of something i don't know I mean, I, I want to hope that he didn't do anything fucking too shady, but, like, it's, like, he, he's a pretty good artist. You know, I like his music. I like his music. But it, it just seems like everything becomes, like, a cartoon. Like, you know, like, look, look at Lizzo's shit. Like, right now, Lizzo is, like, uh, um, she's um, also, like, you know, like, c still denying the fucking accusers. The accusers have to come out and say she's sanitizing the thing, you know. Like it, it's like she's gonna exist, you know what I mean? That I'm telling you that Christianity angle saved her. If if the Christianity angle didn't come into play, I think they would have thrown her under the bus. But since we're going to more a fundamentalist fucking place, you know, and especially with the entertainment, but that whole reveal that she was pressuring people to embrace Christianity seems like something that will eventually, you know. I don't know. I guess that Kiki Palmer stuff was designed... I guess, like, because it started as a parody. But now they're doing... Uh, an ab Again, there was footage of, like, you know, the uh, of, like, you know, what happened. So, like, they, they, like I I'm not saying, oh, my God, it didn't really fucking happen. But when it comes to celebrities, it's like there's people for the entertainment dollar that will use these celebrities... To like basically be another be another cog be another cog couple in the system, to basically amplify for the 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 the, the for the gender wars out there, and and the, the reason why the reason why I pointed out is because listen, just because I'm not in a relationship, and you know I I don't get laid often that doesn't mean that I don't want fucking people to have, you know I, it doesn't mean I, I don't want people to have healthy relationships I want people to have that's why I'm, that's why I bring attention to this. Because I know people who will 
basically go in that fucking regard where like it becomes such a topic where we use to make it relatable with regular people what regular people go through so it becomes a whole gender war discourse and there'll be women who will be like go find their excuse to be completely anti-man and then there'll be like you know different men accounts online or propped up figures that will use this to basically be anti-woman if something is like awry with the whole situation you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like design, these things are designed, like, I mean, it, it really happened. But, like, the way it happens with celebrities, it feels like it's designed to go down, like, the way it goes down. Because it's supposed to play into manufacturing more consent. Because people live vicariously through these celebrities. It's a moneymaker. You know? So, to me, it feels like, you know, this is where Hollywood's going. But, like, it's a reality show shit. That's why you have Krishan Rock, you know, they, 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 they book her, like, to, like, you know, basically, like, have people, like, basically call her savage and all that kind of stuff. And listen, I'm, if you're judging on the story, I'm not, like, defending her actions. It's not me, like, saying, oh, my God, leave her alone, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. What, like, you know what I mean? The stuff that she's doing is, is very destructive and all that. But I also recognize she's another cog in the system that's being used. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she probably doesn't see anything wrong with it because she's being told behind the scenes. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. People are going to hate you. People are going to, like, look down on you, but you're making all this money and all that kind of shit. You're, 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 you're like, you're going to be the talk of the discourse. Like, you're always going to be covered. And there's profitability in that. But this is going to destroy her mentally and all that. And because people don't, like, you know, read between the lines of what happens in the system, people are just going to fucking use it to, like, you know, use it to, like, you know, for an anti-women message. Or people are going to use it for an anti-black message. They use celebrity shit to, like, that, that's scripted. Like, they, like, people pat themselves on the back, like, oh, we can never do, you know, R-rated stuff like the ad. It's like, dude, they're booking the celebrities in the in the R-rated edgelord way that you fucking uh, fucking believe that you're missing out on. Like you know, like like, like there's some stuff like that, like you know, like you know, it's a, it's a theatrical, but like I'd rather like I'd rather somebody go viral for you know traveling to go meet little Yachty to show off a haircut that's dedicated to him. You know what I mean? Like it's stupid, but it's like at least like like you know, I mean like the like like that's a debut in the system. You know what I mean? Like it might be a little bit standish, but like you know what I mean? Like it's like kind of like it's kind of harmless in some regard. You know what I mean? What the call? We 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 have discourse like you know a academics like thinking that Diddy's setting him up to get raped at, at one of his parties. Because he thinks that and and again for for a guy that's like oh my god I'm gonna get canceled if I get homophobic he's like being more homophobic about um about Saucy Santana and calling him you know like you know uh, the the homophobic slur that you see in Jamaica whatever and all that kind of stuff like he's he he's continuously using it no one's canceling him. But but uh, but the thing is, is like I don't know if that's true or not, whatever. But listen, there's always been rumors about Diddy having like you know male orgies at his fucking house. And again, listen, I have no issue with some if if Diddy's just gay and people that are there just want to partake in it. I have no like you know what I mean? Because again, because people over because there's people who are homo who want to be homophobic that will just use the nature of like oh it's weird because he's having a male orgy. But if the guy is gay and other people are gay. 
I don't think it's weird to have an orgy, you know, if, if, if you're all fucking gay. But if he's, like, doing one of those industry things where he's, like, initiating people in or forcing people in, then that's, that's what should be addressed. And that kind of shit goes on in show business. But when you present it like, oh, my God, Diddy, he, he has male orgies at his fucking house. It's like you're framing it like the bad thing is that he has male orgies. That that you know what I mean, like, but like, it, but like, it could, it, like, the only way that I see it as being weird is if like he's forcing, and or or he's initiating, like it's a, some type of club, basically. But I, but like, if everyone there is consented to wanting to partake in this, I have no fucking issue with any artist or any fucking public figure and all that getting gay. I, I the reason why I mention this stuff is because like it becomes like a tabloid level. Like, oh, did you know that these people are getting down like this? It's like, yeah, but if 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 I know that people in the system don't live the life that they're fucking being presented, like I know that everyone. Has, so the reason why I address it is to say that I don't give a shit if like someone like Obama might happen to be fucking gay i don't give a shit like i i, I suspect every politician every public figure to have like a shady background like a shady background and like you know uh you know uh a, a puff piece of a, of, a, of a backstory for their life and then you and it's like it's designed for you to find out that you know they had a, a secret life it's like yeah everyone in the fucking system that climbs up the mafia system has a fucking secret life you know, you, you just people don't explain. It, it, so people always present it in a in, in a tabloid level fucking thing, whatever. By the way, you, you know how I think that some of these um interviews, like for like you know like for movie promotion, are always like whenever like you know Martin Scorsese. Like I'm sure people who write for factions online get Martin Scorsese to shit on. You know, uh, you know, superhero movies, right? It has to be its go-to. So somebody probably fucking wrote Jeremy Allen. Unless Jeremy Allen White is really a fucking wrestling fan in this regard. But, like, he was basically saying that, like, I thought I, just, I, thought I had to just do cool moves. But I realized that to connect, you really have to have a character. Like, so he's saying stuff. Like, and again, I'm not disagreeing with it. But to me, it just seems like, oh, look, even Jeremy Allen White knows how to fucking work. Like, dude, it was probably fucking scripted. Shut up. You know. By the way, congratulations to, uh, you know, Corey Graves and Carmella. They had their baby. I, I mean, I, I was worried about, like, you know, like, again, I, I, I hate when people in the industry, you know, go through that because, you know, like, cause, again, they had a lot of fuck. I mean, people in general, but, like, I always feel like in the industry, it's like... Things are designed to fucking happen to you. I feel like they, they, they like they, to put you through mental trauma. It's like when, when you're with the fucking like when you're in the celebrity life. It's like it's it's aesthetic fucking it's aesthetic fucking exploitative. Not saying that like people choose to do that. It's like the system designs what your trauma is gonna be when they take away a loved one or something like that. You know what I mean? But like congratulations to them for you know having you know um you know. Uh, 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 the birth is—is is it a boy? I—I—I—it's I, been a couple of weeks since it's been a couple of days since I read, roared down. I forgot. But no, I—I I, I just thought it was like you know good because I, I feel for Carmela because you know she, uh, you know what I mean like it's hard to like you know I think she went through if I'm not mistaken she went through two miscarriages right. Like I mean like you know, it's always rough with that shit. 
Like, there's some celebrities that fucking go through that, and then, like, I remember, like, one of the weirdest ones was Chrissy Teigen just taking a photo op right after she had a miscarriage. And I'm like... Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying it didn't really happen. I'm just saying that, like, this is, like, exploitative of how, like, our, that, that showbiz trauma has to be even put out there. Like, in an era where you gotta fucking, you know, do a whole... Uh, a, a pic, like, a whole fucking, you know, uh, a, a whole fucking scene... Like, to, like, dress it up while you're fucking reacting to your miscarriage. It's like, dude, like, you know. But The, the Rock was uh, talking about um, people, um, you know, approaching him for political... I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get so... Par- I, I guarantee you in this election, it's going to be such a parody... We're going to see multiple different fucking... Because, again, they're already trying to make it seem like everyone is coming to primary Biden because they don't want Trump to win, but it feels like it's designed to, like, help... It's designed to be so bad that people are going to opt for other political parties knowing that it's going to help Trump get elected, essentially. You know? And I'm sure Rock is going to be part of the right wing, in my personal opinion. I mean, they all are. Eventually, everyone becomes a fucking right wing, you know. But people are like, you know, what, what, like, like, here's the thing. I, I hate, like, I, like, I understand when, when people criticize, like, celebrities getting involved. Like, well, who cares about the celebrity, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's designed for, it's designed, it's always been designed for celebrities to, because they've always been political tools. And now it's being more obvious about them getting involved, whatever, you know, in it. And even the politicians themselves have become celebrities on their own in that regard. You know what I mean? Like they're like they're the ones who are constantly fucking talked about and shit. Oh, let me go right here. By the way, Vince McMahon says that um, like in the midst of like the U.S. helping what's happening in Israel, for Vince McMahon to come out and say, "Oh, I'm proud of the American flag." And we're going to put the biggest flag on the WWE HQ. And it's like, if I would just buy it as is, like, okay, listen, you're proud of, like, your country, whatever, like, the good things of it. People can misinterpret that, interpret that way. But when it's a Vince man who's tied with right-wing politics, his version of what the, what the, what the flag represents probably doesn't match what, what every other fucking regular person with a common-sense brain uh, represents for that flag, basically. You know what I mean? But again, he has to reiterate it's not about politics, even though he's aligned with, you know, people go, no, but Linda McMahon and Vince McMahon are broken up. Like, Donald Trump and Vince McMahon don't have a hand-in-hand together. Like, Vince McMahon didn't fucking help, you know, normalize uh, Trump to fucking, you know, his audience as well as Howard Stern and other uh, daytime television and late-night television. You know? I don't know. But, I mean, Vince McMahon's acting like, you know, like they're not fucking, you know, like they're not paid, they've never been paid by you know, the U.S. government to do propaganda in their storylines. For some reason, you can't fucking, you know, admit that for... Like, you, you, you can plainly tell 
that it's just not ignorance, and then they're not just taking advantage of it. It's like them purposely being told to do that. By the way, what call the, I guess every company is going to get on on the fact that they may have had a CW deal because now Tony Khan uh, rejected, apparently he rejected a CW deal for ROH, which has become part of the... De- Listen, I'm not one of these people that think that Tony Khan completely wasted ROH. I'll say that, like, even though I believe that, like, it was designed for it to eventually shut down and he just had the control of the, you know, of the... um. Uh, of the you know of the um property and some of that i'll say that when it like for, when he first started out at least he he put a little twist on the legacy by having certain fucking dope shit happen with the fucking brand like the fucking trilogy with the briscoes you know what i mean like that's one of the fucking you know like one of the better things that he did right but it also like you know like but like it's designed not to, like, you know, be, be, like, last. It's going to, like, end up, like, you know, basically going away. And that's why it's, like, you know, getting so much vitriol. And then people are justifying you can go watch Athena there because Tony Khan doesn't have to worry about the quarter hours. And it's, like, why is he worrying about the fucking quarter hours anyways when, like, does, like, a jobber match between Dark Order and fucking Kip Sabian, is that going to do any better in the fucking ratings than putting Athena on the fucking show? And you can do a package to hype her up by showing what she's been up to the last fucking year? It's like you have to book the fucking discourse so people who who fret uh, for the company can constantly keep defending it because they have nowhere else to go. They 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 made it seem like they battled the billionaire and Vince McMahon, but now that they're in favor with fucking Tony Khan and the other billionaires, they think that like you know their opinions mean more, so that they can fucking constantly fucking disrupt and fucking shit on people's opinions. I'm not going to say, oh, ROH was a complete fucking waste, but if you're still going to excuse Tony Khan not being able to use more women on his show, you're a fucking idiot. Like, there's so much... Like, people watch the main programs because they want to see the best that can be put on there. If you're not putting on the best women constantly all the fucking time, then what the call, like, not everyone has fucking unlimited time to go and watch a hundred other hours of fucking wrestling. Like, jer- jer- people are mad that Jericho beat Takashita in DDT, right? And what the call, like, you know, again, what the call, like, I, I don't like Takashita's booking. Like, mean that they booked him in the sense that they've given him strong wins, but they haven't followed up with strong wins by rewarding him for any title shot or any major storyline. Like, Omega and Jericho still have the major storyline despite the Callis family having victories over Jericho and Omega. You know, so what they're called, like, so the Kashta is, like, designed to be another discourse guy that's going to get, and people are like, well, you can, I agree, you can watch other promotions the Kashta's in, and see that he's, like, you know, being used properly in other fucking places. Which, again, is by, you know, design also, because, you know, Tony Khan can afford that to, like, persuade companies to make them, book them better there. But he's an, as an AEW talent. But that doesn't mean that Tony Khan you should, doesn't mean that Tony Khan shouldn't be booking him good and more consistent on on the main programs. Maybe stop hiring every fucking single person and focus on the talent you got instead of stockpiling.
you know, I don't know. I, by the way, I, I agree with Dax's statement about um how there's too much uh comedy, in in, in like every like he's saying that everybody like has to re- re- go to comedy because they're not confident in their in 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 their in their skills to like be able to do like some of the serious stuff, you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, and I, and I get it because like you know sometimes wrestling uh, you know. Uh, Acting isn't the most compelling, you know. I mean, so people feel like they need to fucking go comedy all the fucking time. But I think when everyone shoots to do comedy all the time, it just waters down every fucking thing. Like, like now, it's like okay, well, The Rock and Austin were hilarious, so now I gotta fucking do that as well. Like, and everyone has to just water it down more and more, and it, it just becomes like too fucking. Bo- like, 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 there needs to be like a, a nuanced, like a whole fucking layer. Like, there need to be layers in this. But I, I agree with that sentiment, though. People rely way too much on fucking comedy. And it's like every, everyone needs to, like, try to always be fucking funny. And it's like, if everyone's funny, then who, like, who the fuck is funny? Apparently, Logan Paul said he's retiring from boxing. I don't know if he's, like... I mean, listen, the boxing that he does is still fucking sports entertainment. So, I mean, he, he might as well go with WWE full-time. Apparently, people got mad because he was trying to, like, like uh, people are getting mad that he was trying to, uh, like, it, it's always funny seeing wrestling fans, like, they go, okay, I'm going to pick on Logan. Like, again, listen, Logan Paul is probably a piece of shit as a human being. You know what I mean? He probably is, like, he doesn't have the, po- he probably has shitty politics and all that kind of shit, whatever. But, like, I also know he's a cog you know, controlled by billionaires. He was probably always designed to be a WWE guy. Like, it, it wouldn't shock me if WWE has a hand in some of the gimmick boxing that, you know, that's been going on. To feud with Dana White and Vince McMahon and all that kind of shit, whatever. But anyways, like, you know, Logan, so basically he become, like, you know, people were mad that he was pawning off the U.S. championship for a sketch. And it's like, it's, it's always funny that when people pick one cog in the system to, like, rally against and make it their entire personality, when, like, you're still serving the billionaires that are making these guys, so it's like, why would I care about some people? Like, they, they, they used to fly, like, back in the, in the, a decade ago. Now it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, you're, you, it's like the people that are calling it out, you're aiming for, to socially climb up, essentially. But Mercedes Monet said that she'll be in some wrestling company. I thought Reddit did a good joke about like, oh, some wrestling company that might be an actual company because I mean, that that would be hilarious if that ends up becoming a wrestling company, some wrestling company, SWC, uh, you know. But I, I mean, listen, I, you know, I don't. I mean, she'll go back there. We probably, you know, she could. People think she might be a part of War Games, maybe, but I don't think she will. But like, you know, um. Like, she could go back to WWE if, like, they made the changes that they, she wanted. But, like, because, like, what is the incentive to go to AEW? It's like, they don't get much fucking time. You know what I mean? Why would anyone want to sign with AEW if you're not going to put more women matches on the shows? And then, you know, you know, that also kind of, like, if you have, like, talented women to get character development, that also savors the men instead of making, like, you know, MJF feel he has to carry the show 100% all the fucking time. Or having John Moxley having, like, oh, well, we need more ratings, so we'll have John Moxley fucking, you know, cut himself open on, 
We have we have John Moxley hang himself from a fucking noose. While he's like you know kicking everyone's ass still while hanging from you know what I mean like something stupid like that. Like you, all, all, all these all these people that are just want to reboot the nineties and worry about the fucking ratings. Like it's not it's not nineteen ninety fucking eight anymore. This is how you know um, Brian Pillman Jr. is making it because now he has, again, whenever you have relationship discourse, then that, you know, officially becomes, uh, you know, and again, if you're judging it, by, like, if you're judging it by on the surface, right, if Pillman just said to the, the the chick that he was with that he doesn't see a few, like, he doesn't want to string people along with the focus on his career, and he ended up hooking up with Indy Hartwell in NXT, whatever, and all that kind of shit, then, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what happened. Like, it's not, it's not illegal, you know what I mean? Like, you might, you, you're going to be pissed off. I don't think that's the reason why. I mean, his politics is probably why I wouldn't fuck with them. Um, but, but, but what they're called, but, like, it just feels like a way to put over the new relationship. Like, he, like, maybe he's still with this chick, but, like, Indy Hartwell is going to be his, like, you know, reality show kayfabe social media girlfriend. That he's also probably, you know, like, they'll, they'll probably be banging, you know what I mean? Like, these guys can fall in love with different fucking people, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to just fall in love with one fucking person. But it always feels like they try to match you up like an arranged fucking couple, basically. You know what I mean? There'll be discourse about that, essentially. Which kind of exposes the kayfabe of, um, you know, of, uh, you know, of Indy and, uh, um, you know, Dexter, um, uh, you know, of, um... What was his name? Dex, uh, Dexter Loomis. You know. I don't know. You know, Cody kind of took shots at the... I mean, he showed, he showed respect. But he's basically saying that The Rock can't have his spot. And I actually like that. I don't know. Again, if, if Rock's not wrestling, it's probably never going to happen. But I guess it's kind of. I mean, if it if it if he does show up, maybe like it'll be something where you think that oh, the Rock is gonna overshadow Cody, but maybe they'll do a fucking three way or something like that, and it'll be one of those weird builds where like somebody gets forced in, basically. Maybe Cody gets fucking injured, and like you know, from what I'm because again, because again, everything has to fall apart and not go into plan, so maybe Cody will have one of his systemic injuries. And then maybe it's Rock versus Roman Reigns, and then all of a sudden, what they're called, Sami Zayn gets to fucking be inserted into it. Like, something wild like that will fucking go down, maybe. You know? I, again, I, I haven't been... I, I, I didn't watch Raw tonight, so I don't know if this, anything has happened, but apparently, like, they're gonna do a five-on-five five for... Uh, for for war game, not gonna for for at least the men at least, and the and the rumor names for like the heel t- for the judgment day is Drew McIntyre will be a part of it, and then what they're called uh Randy Orton might be the return, and that's how Cody gets a call. But if they pull it off well and tell the story well, I I would like that. I would have wanted Drew to be a part of of the babyface side, 
and then do a mass turn and make it even more epic, basically. You know what I mean? Like, do... Like, again, like, I always liked the Mr. Perfect angle, uh, Kurt Henning angle with Horseman. It just came at a time when, like, everyone was joining the NWO, but the way they sold it, I feel like you can do that kind of betrayal, whatever, and have Drew do it there, but if, if maybe Drew already turned heel as I'm doing this right now, and I don't know. I didn't get to watch Raw yet. Serena Deeb, um, you know... Uh, is uh, with still an AW apparently, and I hope that you know. Again, I hope she gets used. I mean, she's one of the best. Uh, you know, again, not even just a woman wrestler. She's one of the better wrestlers they have there, man. You know, and it's just a shame that she's like. Again, it's like you know, because again, women feud are not like you know, uh, like always amplify it up for some odd reason. For some reason, it has to be like the women constantly have to earn it, even though they've been talented enough. Enough has been done where people there's a demand for it. But like now, like in like in AW, you have to go with like okay, well, Tony Khan's gonna play the obvious misogynist. By the way, and there's also discourse because now that um, Brian might be returning early, so people. So to me, it's like 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 even if he's returning early from an injury, it's like it's more discourse that something bad's gonna happen to somebody because like they're wrestling injured. You know what I mean? Even though it's part of the initiation, or it's just an example of like making that discourse while maybe Brian or wrestlers are exaggerating their fucking injuries, and it's supposed to be discourse. Maybe I don't know. And I'll come back with the recaps now. All right, peace out. Okay, it's November fourteenth. You know, one o four a.m. Uh, I watched uh, New. By the way, I I what they called uh, I guess New Japan did a revamp of their website. Even though I'm glad that they made an iOS version, so you can get the app. I don't like this new fucking layout. I know I know. Uh, first of all, I didn't even realize that that was going to be an issue because I, I I thought okay maybe the New Japan Strong type shows are going to be, like, they're, they're not going to, like, they're going to be charging you, um, you know, for for it or something like that. But apparently, it just, it just played, like, you know, it wasn't, like, a pay-per-view. So, I'm like, okay, that's cool, whatever, you know what I mean? But then, like, the reason why I knew this was a revamp, because Pollock was talking about it on, 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 the, on the post-wrestling show about, like, because he had, like, a Fight Network password or something like that. So, because, again, when you sign up, they had to send you a, re- a, a code. Luckily, I, I didn't run into that fucking trouble because, like, I have my fucking, you know, uh, email intact. But, like, you can't, like, you know, uh, on the website, at least on the, on, the, on the laptop version, you can't, like, minimize the fucking, you know, the uh, thing. You can't play it. You can't play it double the speed unless, like, I gotta check in again. But you can't do that type of shit. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I like kind of the old layout, but I just wish they had the old layout on the iOS. I'm not liking this. But, I mean, I'm ready for Wrestle Kingdom. You know, here's, here are the matches for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you know, hold on a second. Uh, Yeah, what the here the matches Sonata versus Naito. Okay, what the call that? You know, I'm not the most excited for this, but you know, Will Ospreay versus John Moxley versus Finley for you know I guess a new, a new title or maybe the U.S. title still. I don't know. Takahashi Hiromu Takahashi versus Eldest Bar that'll be fucking dope. 
the IWGP Junior Tag uh, Championships, Bullet Club versus War Dog, Bullet Club War Dogs versus Cash Twenty Two. Catch, you know what I mean? Uh, the Zack Saber against Tanahashi, that'll be pretty dope. And the Open Weight Champion Shingo versus Tomatonga, and Brian Danielson versus Okada. Looks like a strong card. And then, of course, with the World Tag League going on, that will determine the fucking tag title fucking shit. But, um, I saw, you know, I saw, um, the New Japan shootout show. Uh, it, it, the kickoff show was this Matt Vandegrift versus Barrett Brown. Fred Rosser versus beat Tom Lawler was a pretty decent match. Atlantis Tiger Mask Mascara Dorada. Is that supposed to be Metalik? Because he goes by Metalik. They beat Ultimo Guerrero, Rocky Romero, and uh, um, Hichikuro. Yano beat Joey Janela, which is all right. Gabe Kidd, Clock Carners, and Chase Owens beat um. And Alf Coughlin beat Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, Kushida, and Kevin Knight. Um, that, that was pretty decent. Um, Gorilla Destiny. I think Alf and Tasmo and, uh, and, uh, and Ta- Tonga Loa. No, 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 uh. Alf and Tasmo, hold on a second, who's, uh. New Japan Strong, the Gorilla Destiny. Let me see something. Hold on a second. Because Tonga Loa and them were in the fucking, you know, uh... Let me see something. Hold on. Hakaleo and Elfantasma. So I guess like they're kind of part of Gorilla Death. I guess that, that's like the whole group. I guess I could have sworn it was like Tonga Loa and him, whatever. But I, I whatever. You know, uh, and then get with the cold, yeah. So they, so so they beat um West Coast Wrecking Crew. Mystical beat TJP. This was a pretty decent match. Uh, New J- New New Japan Strong Championship. Eddie Kingston beat um Kojima, and then Gabe Kidd attacked uh, Kingston after the match. So I'm sure that'll lead to a match somewhere. Moxley and Wheeler Yuta beat Finley and Kenta, which was okay match, you know. Zack Saber Jr. versus Mike Bailey was a pretty fucking good match for the TV championship. You see, like Mike Bailey has good matches; he always loses half of you know. The women's title match: Shimayu Watani beat uh, Stephanie Wakir. Shigo Takagi, um, in the main event, you know, uh, beat Trent Beretta for the Neverweight Open Championship. And then, um, and Tama Tonga basically came out and set up the match for Wrestle Kingdom. So that was, you know, that, you know, um, Impact, Ta- Tasha beat Deanna. It was a pretty good match. It got more personal as it went along, but I really want Deanna as a heel because her twerking, you know, as a baby face was really kind of cringe, but whatever. Tasha won the match after, like, two cutters. It was a good match, though. Ace and Bay were backstage and exhausted from celebrating their win. They go over. They go. Um, Ace is like, I. I had a conversation with DDP for two hours. Bay said that you know Ric Flair offered to exchange Rolexes with him. Bay didn't end up trading. They go over Tina coming back and they'll be the first Tina champion of the generation. Santino comes in to congratulate them, and then Kenny and Sheldon come in to um, go off on Santino for not answering his calls. And Kenny wants a digital media title. Doesn't know what that has to. And then. Uh, 
uh, you know, and then uh, Santino goes over the Dreamer and Crazy Steve situation, and then um, Ace and Bay don't know what to do with them, and then, you know, basically, you know, then uh, King talks about the club being cool back in the day and how they crack jokes about it, and basically Santino sets up a ta- out of the tag title match or opportunity if it's just a, a, a title eliminator match, and King doesn't seem to be happy about this, so I guess Sheldon Jean should feel good about that, but if they aren't going, uh, you know, to move King up the card in singles. I mean, he could do some good shit with the tag division while also giving shine to Sheldon Sheldon John as well. But, I mean, but with the call, like, you know, Kenny King should have been happy about getting a tag match. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's like you're kind of putting, you know, I, I don't know. I would have booked that a little bit different. Uh, I think Dreamer and Steve are probably continuing because they had a match and it basically went to a no contest and it ended up like... Dreamer started to end up stabbing him and making him bleed, and Steve, you know, Steve ended up leaving the ring while laughing. So it feels like it'll continue, because I think Steve should win the title off Dreamer, but this was a pretty good angle on the show to make the match. Like, the, like they're settling the match, but it didn't, go, it didn't finish, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of got thrown out. But I do think Steve should win the title off Dreamer, but this is still a pretty good angle on the show. Joe Henry cut a promo before the, before his match with Myers about the new era of TNA starting now, and he says Meyer won't be known as Edge's bitch, but Adam's bitch. He's put himself over before the match, essentially. I thought, it was, I thought he was going to win, like it was a no-brainer, but Myers actually won with cheating, which surprised me. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Myers was still mad that Moose was not there for him, even if he won. And Moose mentioned how Cardona and him did find the collar shot gauntlet. And Myers pointed out the briefcase. And then Heath comes in and talks shit to, you know, uh, Myers. And Moose defends him and sets up a match. Because Moose is proving to Matt Myers that he's loyal, basically. And I have no idea where this is going to go with that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Osprey cut a promo on Josh, put him over to one of the best wrestlers. He wants to see if he can be part of the conversation, so... I'm glad this tape match at the post uh, BFG tapings. This I thought it was going to be a dark match, I mean, you know what I mean? But it will air this week on the show. Eddie Edwards lost to EY in a decent match. At least I accidentally hit Eddie with the kendo stick. I never know what these stories... Like, again, he'll have a, like, a decent story, but sometimes like, it, it seems like a, a like random way to get there. I don't know if this is continuing. I, I, I never know where it's leading to because I imagine there will be another one. But I want more a more meaningful, meaning, meaningful feud for EY as a face in this version. Uh, Sonny Kiss is cutting a promo about not winning the Call Your Shot gauntlet, but it's going to be Sunny. It's going to be Sunny and an Impact basically, and she is going to be an Impact for a while. And the Trinity embraces her, and she gets a t- and basically offers her a match for next week. To you know, so it's, it's good to see Sunny Kiss on the brand. You know, I mean, and I hope uh, I hope she delivers and does well and gets to show what she can do. But I'm looking forward to this match. You know what I mean? Oleg uh, Oleg and Dango won a tag match. I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it, was, it, was a jar, it was like nothing much. It was really short. Jordan Grace talks about the Call Your Shot Gauntlet Trophy and how she'll win the title at Hard to Kill. Bully shows her respect and Kylan Kin comes in and applauds her sarcastically and says Jordan winning was pure luck and she could have won. Kylan said she uh, should have gone one-on-one with Bully since she's one of uh, Bully's trainees and Bully tells her to take it down a notch, which surprises Kylan. She goes over how the first lesson taught... That was never back then. Bully said that when he says when when he says she does it, and then Macklin shows him and calls Bully soft, and Bully brings up what he did to him at BFG and calls him soft, and you know, and then Macklin's still standing there calling him soft, and Bully says he's staying there because he's allowing Macklin to stand there, and Kylan wants to know what's going on. So even if Bully's a babyface, he still comes off like he doesn't come off likable. You might as well just keep him a heel. I I'll assume he'll turn back heel. 
Or maybe he'll really do make him a baby face. You know what I mean? I don't know. The thing is, when Bully Ray becomes a baby face, he becomes too much of a baby face. He doesn't maintain some of the stuff that makes him cool as a fucking heel. Because he spends so much time as a, as a, as a heel making fun of the audience that he does a complete one fucking 80, and I, I never buy into it. Like, you know what I mean? That's why when, like, when he was having his adult run as, like, a, a heel in, like, you know, as, like, you know, in a, as Bully Ray initially, and he won the world title, and after that, he kind of became a good guy, and he just kind of became like, you know, oh, I'm going to just do the general like pro wrestling baby face thing, whatever. Even though, like... He like he spent like you know like the last couple last couple of years of that making fun of the fans you know I just I don't know whatever the rascal introduced Myron Reed as a new member and I think he was a part of the group in two thousand nineteen I can't keep up with who because I could have sworn that Ace Austin was also a part of this group but I didn't know like there was Myron Reed a part of it in another promotion I don't remember him particularly being a part of it. But I remember there was a bunch of cruiserweight X Division guys that I could never really keep track of. But like, I mean, they've established themselves since then. I, 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 uh, I, 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 I met fucking, you know, uh, Zachary Wentz and, uh, uh, well, the guy named Wesley now. And I met Ace Austin too, like, you know, in 2019 to give them props for their work and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, I mean, this is pretty good that they're still keeping this group, like, you know, intact, in I guess. Uh, we saw Alex Shelley cut a promo about, uh, this is earlier on, but I, I put it all before the main event. He cut a promo about how Grisham was a lucky guy because when the title match was set, they didn't know who would be the champion except for him. He knows Grisham deserves a shot because he's the former world champion. He goes over Grisham, hates the lack of respect for the rules and opportunity, but when it comes to competing for the greatest prize of them all, May the best man win. It felt like it, it felt he was not as heelish, but he was still like had the residual effects of the feud with Josh essentially. Um, I was glad that he ended up retaining the title at BFG. Then we saw Grisham being interviewed. He said that we live in a world where rules have been bent. There's opportunities and have scar. The, the opportunity that are scars past to championship goals has been unpredictable. He'll get his title shot. He get his title shot, and he'll prove that talent, dedication to the craft, will rise above chaos. He'll take the title and bring true honor to the sport by any means necessary. But I mean, Shelley won. There was no really heel turn, no cheating going on. It was just a really long, good match that Shelley won. I hope they do make Grisham's character stand out more and have a sustained push. It feels like Shelley's kind of staying in that paranoid character, but he's like now staying kind of a baby face. But this is still a decent episode. And I'm looking forward to Josh and Osprey this week, man. I'm sure that'll be a fucking banger match. I'll go over SmackDown quickly. LWO had a promo. Uh, I'll go over this fast. It wasn't even that long, but it just they, they kind of like pushed the angle forward, I guess. Ray says he'll get a rematch. He goes have a Logan cheating. And I expect him to go full ball to the wall just yet, but Carlito comes out and blames Santos for leaving the brass knuckles there. And then, you know, I thought maybe Carlito was trying to cause some fucking dis dissension amongst them, and, like, you know, he was going to be in, in on it with, Santa with, with Santos, but Santos just leaves as the members are breaking up the argument, which took them into the match with Lashley and Carlito. It was decent. B-Fab was watching the match, and Ashante approached her about what was happening, and she kind of walks away, so I guess he will not be going with her in the group if she's allowed to be there. But Lashley won, and then the Prophets brawl with the Wild and the Turo, and they attack Santos, and then, um, you know, and then, um, and then, um, Santos just watched Carlito get beat down, even though he saved the other members when he got, got there. 
But Ray makes a save, and then afterwards, Santos and Ray are getting an argument, and Santos attacked him a little bit, and then Ray slapped him a couple of times, and he kind of apologized for it because, you know, they're family. And then Santos just shoves him into the ring post, and he attacks with, with um, the, the steps where Ray's leg is, basically. So the heel turn is happening, and I'm sure Del Toro and Wild will probably end up joining him. Maybe Zelina, too, but, I mean, she was pissed off at this. I'm guessing Ray, Carlito, and maybe Dragon Lee will be the LWO, but I hope Santos and his crew do a proper Logado del Fantasma run, essentially, you know what I mean? And maybe we get back into his old heel fucking... Like, the way they're making it fucking sound, like, you know, it was supposed to be him, like, Ray was my hero, basically. And I always don't, I always don't like that kind of thing, because I think Santos should have been someone that's like, you know, white, like, I'm better than, I'm better than, I'm better than you, basically, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But I'm glad the angle is moving. We had damage control promo, and the basically just with Bailey, like, like I assumed they, the, 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 I, I assumed um, that they would turn on her because she was not on board at first. But Kyrie says she forgave her when they showed footage of Bailey the last time Kyrie was in the company in 2020, and Bailey attacked her basically against the fucking you know. And I, and I assume when Dakota's ready, she'll surprise people by getting physical because I assume she would have done it in this segment. And they were going to do their own damage control thing, whatever. But they were keeping Bailey along right now, even though decisions are being made without her. Because, again, something else would play out later on. So they were confronted by Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka to set up a match for the main event. And then uh, then the main event, Asuka turned on Bianca and Charlotte. And she joined damage control, which is now four people, not including Dakota. So does Dakota join the team at War Games because Shotzi tried to make the save... So we have Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi, and they said it would be... And then rumors are saying that Becky might be the fourth member. But I think people people th- think it might be Jade. I think she's going to go to NXT, but I mean, who knows? I don't know if they're going to do a 4-on-4 four four, to do a 5-on-5, five five, you know what I mean? But we'll see what happens. But I thought it was a decent fucking angle, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like this, but I like that Bailey is not really in, you know, not in the, in the know about some of this stuff. Because she was surprised by it. Dragon Lee beat Cedric in another decent match, you know, nothing much to it, other, you know. Knight and Waller had a promo exchange, and Knight's feeling, uh, about Knight's feelings, and Knight did seem, like, to rebound back, but there's something missing from him after this battle, but this is why I, I wanted him to be a, have a mid-card title run before going for the main title, but Knight basically calling Waller an incel on the pedo on television was funny. So they wasn't allowed in your schools, essentially, you know what I mean? It it was like it was designed to get Knight back on track a little bit. People will still love him, but it feels even it feels if it doesn't go well for him in the future, I'm sure he'll be pushed somewhere else. But he did call out Jimmy because he cost him the match, so they're facing this week. Knight did beat Waller, and then KO's on commentary, and he wasn't like he was just laid back. I think I think he didn't want to fucking be be over the top, whatever. But like it was like he wasn't like really. He just like you, you can tell he was there for an angle. So like you know he just didn't feel as good on commentary. You know he seemed more reserved. He was doing Bobby Heenan and Jerry Lawler shit by doing the drawing on the replays. And then Waller, in theory, dumped water on him to provoke him. And if Owens did that shit, then he would get suspended. And he did attack them, so he's suspended. That was basically it for, you know, SmackDown. And let me get the collision. Those promos from Edge, Sting, and Darby were in the main event. Righteous, Hobbs, LFI, Garcia, and Andrade. It was fine. I think one the one that didn't match this one was Lance Archer, where he just screamed, everyone dies at the camera. And it felt like, I don't know. It just feels like the stable's a fodder fucking stable. They're better off hiring Alex Zane 
so he and Marcher can do their New Japan tag team because this group feels like dead in the water. It was not a great episode, and it felt like a two-hour rampage because it was taped, right? So Andrade versus Garcia. Andrade came out with CJ Perry, so the commentators seem to think that they're now together, I guess. Miro's watching backstage. The angle of him watching was a lot better. They presented it a lot better than randomly just being backstage. After doing some wrestling stick for a bit, it gets going after a Tranquilo and a dance tease after they're coming to stalemates more and, and more wrestling spiels. Garcia got the advantage with a choke on the apron. Dragon screw into the ropes and then knocks Andrade off the apron. He at one point danced in front of CJ Perry. Garcia got a German before the picture-in-picture. Picture. Garcia eventually got an ankle lock. Eventually, Andrade was banging on the mat like it was an 80s match, which you would think that it was a tap-out, but the ref was allowed, was allowed it, you know what I mean? But it took me back to those days, cause I, you know, because when you watch an old 80s match, and like the, and then the submission, they're banging on the fucking mat. Like, because, like, 97 is when they started doing the whole tap-out spiel. Like, that, that, that's when, like, it started becoming when um, becoming a thing, in WWE at least, when Ken Shamrock got involved, whatever. But it, it just, it, it felt like, you know, like, someone could, like, literally want to tap out, but they can gimmick it that way. But Andrade eventually gets a couple of dragon screws. He does a flying forearm. He does a double knees in the corner. Garcia does that, too, and got a suplex. You'd think he's going to do three amigos, but Andrade gets the three amigos before the third. Garcia got a share drop brain buster. Andrade does a double moonsault, where the last one is a standing one. They were doing a decent job, but their characters have not been hot off the presses. That I don't care about the match as much, even though if they're trying to get Garcia to get his character on track. It picked up toward the end where they're doing palm strikes and slaps until Andrade did a back elbow and applies the figure eight for the win. CJ Perry is really happy about this, and Miro's patting the screen in the, uh, in the back, and Andrade and CJ are hugging. He wasn't mad aesthetically, but he was kind of laughing this off, but this could be a decent feuded match to let Miro cut some promos on the matter, but I'm assuming they'll just probably go to the match, maybe. I don't know. Match was like, I, I think the match, you know, not, not like the super, the greatest, it wasn't super great, whatever, but it picked up towards like the end, in the middle of the end. You just feel between not seeing Andrade much and nothing much about his character changing and Garcia booked like an afterthought for a year or so and now they decide to get him on track. I feel like they're going to keep this going until like he's supposed to get some kind of push or maybe he ends up leaving because that's how, you know, the online storylines work now. Part of me wonders if they're actually like actually letting Bernard and Parker actually want him to succeed and we think they're kind of holding him back, but they want him to be the best for, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Maybe if, It'd be better if, like, they didn't, like, just, you know, be a complete turn on him, but we'll see what happens. But I don't know, it feels like with the way the discourse is going, I would not be surprised if Garcia leaves the company. Since we're that era of AEW where, like, people have to leave to kill in other places before coming back, like, how the WWE shit goes. So we can pretend Tony Khan doesn't know how to book since since the booking now is the discourse. But I hope this Andrade and Miro feud ends up being good, but we don't, you know, see their presence often, which can be good or bad, because if we see them too much, this company will do scattered, chaotic booking and keep the and then keep it on television until they need to be on is simple enough, but their characters don't have much buzz, nor do they feel larger than life, you know what I mean? But we'll see what happens with this. It feels like they're presenting CJ Perry as a mix of her old character with like the business jackets kind of in a way, but her attitude is like in line with what you've seen the last several years on WWE television. Nick Wayne versus Dalton. See another character I'm not invested into with how they made Dalton a heel last week before but now he's a baby face but they let the intro breathe I, I don't know Nigel made jokes about how Nick Wayne is taking should take Christian Cage's last name so he can be Nick Cage 
which I think you should he should actually become that that would be hilarious. After some taunting against going with Dalton uh, doing the gut wrench sequence he does, Dalton uh, was a, a lot more serious during the match. He had control and would stop uh, any comeback from Nick, which I like because Dalton is showing what he can do. I, I felt like the gut it felt like it was gut wrenches and suplexes for like the for, for majority of this type of shit. He caught he caught the Wayne's World Champ with a German. The boy stopped Luchasaurus from interfering, but then he get they get choke slammed. Nick almost gets a near fall. Eventually, Nick gets a Wayne's World for the win. I thought that was all right, but people were into Dalton. But the the stuff from the week before was kind of pointless then, unless he is in an overall sense going to turn heel officially. I know he's been cutting some promos on ROH. You know what I mean? But I don't know. But Nick, but Nick Wayne should be Nicolas Cage for a bit because it could be fodder for great jokes aimed at him when he does break from Christian so he can go back to, you know, Nick Wayne. But nothing, you know, too special about this match. There's a hangman promo. He's back there and says it's a shame. Swerve could have taken his spot. But it said, like, you know, he cheated, you know, and then he made the biggest mistake of his life when he opened the door and stepped into his house. At full gear, he'll take him down to the depths of hell. He'll take Swerve out at full gear and text a death match. Hangman tells Swerve to walk around his house and look at his family members and wants him to see every wedding funeral as Hangman says he'll take Swerve to the bottom, to the abyss. And Hangman says he'll walk with his son hand in hand and piss on Swerve's grave. This has been one of the better builds for the show and follow up on his feud from the last pay-per-view well. So I think if Swerve wins, this will probably maybe hot shot him into becoming more of a main event guy, even if Swerve loses. They could be doing a rubber match, maybe. But this this stipulation feels like an end of a few stipulation, but this company doesn't abide by that kind of rule. You know what I mean? LFI versus Work Horseman. Drillistico and Henry start off. A lot of counters and avoiding moves. Put, avoiding movies. Henry and Drake do the combo offense. Let Drake get a slingshot. Uh, Senton. Roosh finally gets into face off with Jay Drake. They go back and forth with a, a very aggressive uh, chop battle. Like, not the sports entertainment one. Roosh drops JD, shoves Henry out of the ring before picture-in-picture. Picture. Roosh is fanging them off. I like that Roosh was doing the Tranquilo, but he had, ended, he had to end it quick because Henry was trying to get at him, which should be the case, you know what I mean? Roosh gets a power slam on JD, and then the, and then uh, him and Jalistico do a double-team offense. Henry pulls Roosh out before Roosh can do the bull horns. Yeah, I like that, I like that aspect of it. Workhorseman do the Enziguri flatliner combo. Roosh breaks up the, the pin, but then Workhorseman still have control with the corner attacks. JD Drake misses the moonsault, and Roosh gets a German, then Jalistico gets a lung blower. And then I, I think they, they, they call it something else. He topes onto Henry, and then Roosh gets a, it's finished. At least instead of faking out earlier, they had the move prevented. It was it was a, just a glorified squash match, but I like that Roosh is showing off at times almost kind of like, you know, showing off at times can almost cost him. Sometimes it feels like people pose and taunt way too much. They, they, you know, they you know, they got the shit in, you know in a short in a short match. I wasn't trying to recap move for move, especially when I'm when I was eating during this as well. House of Black cut a promo about needing to attain the championship to get their attention. So LFI, uh, you know, uh, so LFI and FTR should chase them, and then Julia says if she wins the match with Willow, she should get a shot Statlander. Then later, Starks and Bill deny wanting to have a match with any of them, and they, they, they don't want to be talked to. They do the comedy shtick. And lucky telling them they didn't defend the titles against FDR, LFI, and House of Black. They made jokes at first, not wanting to talk to any of these people and leave them alone. And pretend they just found out to talk about how they're going to be the longest reigning champions. 
and no one's taking intent from them. FDR basically did a promo declaring themselves coming for titles as well after losing them. It was a typical FDR promo. It feels a bit more decent with letting us know what the actual match is because I had no idea where this is all leading. But if a few, if, the, if, if feuds were going to be done separately, like you know, I don't know they're going to be done together or separately. There'll be it'll be a good match, and the build has kind of been scattered a bit with different groups getting involved, but. It's fine to know. It's fine to know where this, this where this match is finally going, and I'm hoping the tag division can feel strong again after this match because they're purposely making it look like the trios division is taking away from the tag division when that shouldn't be the case. You can still book around that. You know what I mean? It's scattered. It's like it's it's a scattered creator for it, at least making it less than on some level. I know Starks and Bills are probably going to lose the titles because like there are other people who could use them. Like the house and the the house and LFI could use it. if they do with the tag titles. I think other groups like you know House of Black and LFI should do the Freebird rule, which also then ties into them being a trios team as well. You know, uh, Statlander and Willow promo happened. Lexi is with Statlander and and Willow and Chris will de- Chris Statlander will defend the title at full gear in a three way. Willow versus Julia Hart will determine the first spot. The next week, Red Velvet versus Sky Blue will determine the second. Denner says she doesn't trust Julia, and she said Willow has become a great friend, and she deserves a title shot. And she says she has no comments on Red Velvet or Julia Hart. And then Julia won against Willow, but you might as well have just done a fatal four-way for the match, since Willow has done a good job being a part of the storyline, and I feel she deserves a pay-per-view match. They should have just had Julia, Willow, Sky all qualify, but that would mean giving more women time to wrestle. But Julia versus Willow was pretty decent. I like that Willow and Red Velvet worked together, and Julia's skill level uh, worked towards Julia's skill level. But it was, but Julia has such a presence with the character. She's getting a lot better in the ring. If Julia's in this match, I feel like there could be a title change, and she, she's someone I would give the title to. You know what I mean? Her character has been over. Willow eventually throws her around for for a cannonball where she mocked Brody with. Brody pulled out Julia and was back at Willow, which was, you know, and Julia attacks uh, from behind. But it was more back and forth. Willow gets a shoulder block. Willow saw the body trip coming and stomps on her back, or elbows on her back. That into the sliding kick. Willow counters the head scissors and gets a side slam. They fought outside for a bit. Willow gets a suplex before the picture-in-picture. Picture. Willow makes a comeback as they come back, um, as they come back from break. The typical comeback she does. Eventually gets a spine buster for a near fall. She could not get Julia for the doctor bomb because her arm was being targeted through the match. Julia does a handspring lariat and a running boot and then a snap mirror and then a lariat from behind. She tries for the heartless submission, but Willow powers up with her on her back and Julia's still able to get the advantage until Willow pounced her. She hides behind Brody, but Willow has control still and Julia moves out of the way of a cannonball in the, in the steps. Willow um, brings Julia down with trying a moonsault and does a full Nelson slam. Julia countered the Dr. Bomb by landing um, in a sitting, sitting out position, which was kind of interesting. She gets the sliding lariat and the moonsault for the win, so it was a decent match. I like that they played um, off Brody and Willow's face-off from before. I like the, the body trip counter. They beat Willow in a realistic way because no one's buying that Julia could take Willow on, but they found a dope way to do it with the arm being targeted, you know what I mean? They made the match like, you know... But I still wish they made the match a fatal four-way match. I hope it's on the pay-per-view. They said it would be on the pay-per-view, but who knows if they'll put it on the kickoff show. We'll see what ends up happening. But this match was decent. 
Roddy versus Darius. Roddy pretends he's battling out of pain to get out of the wheelchair, and, you know, it, it gets a good reaction for it, you know what I mean? Darius has the advantage at first to integrate a crossbody. Roddy just lures him in with a kick, like, uh, the, um, with a kick to his knee, basically. He does one of the many backbreakers he does. He does another basic backbreaker. He did 10 punches with so much aggression. Darius fights out whatever Roddy was doing. Darius rolls through. He got nailed with a drop kick. Darius got a Manhattan drop combo. Did a dope variation of an insecurity that used to like that used the leverage of the uh, corner. Um, he does a bulldog guillotine through the ropes, but Roddy nails him with a leaping knee and then a sidekick and then the end of heartache for the win. And the kingdom put the neck brace on him and he carried him out of the ring. In the wheelchair. Bennett does the wiener punch on Darius afterwards. They do a spike pile driver finish. And Dreddy finally makes the fucking save. Roddy's act is a lot more entertaining when he's by the ringside. Doing stuff like this. Because this is, this is people invested into the small set of his character. Trying to get out of the wheelchair. The mustache with the eyeglass is a good touch. And then when he wins the fainting. The fainting like James Brown always pops me. This may, be, this may be one of the most entertaining things that Roddy has done as a character. In his career. Because he's always been good in the ring. But he was just never the best on the mic, and now he's finally found the perfect medium for his character in this. Tony Collins with Brian Danielson going about Brian's final year for pro wrestling full-time. They announced that he'll be at All Out, All In 2024. Brian has his eye covered up, and he goes over sitting over the um, sitting out the last one, but he can't wait for 2024. It was fun because they didn't make the announcement. Of, I mean, at least I didn't fucking catch traction that Tony Khan making this big announcement. And he was incorporated to the program, so this came off better. Then they announced a continental tournament at the world, culminating at the world end thing. Uh, he said he'll be the continental title, continental classic champion. It's going to be like a round robin tournament, so it's going to be like their mini G1. So there's actually like in you know in a, so there's actually an important message I guess I'm sure the winner gets a world title shot or something but the discourse that was Brian was coming to work being injured because that needs to be the discourse until change happens but something bad will happen to someone to finally get the change because the way the insiders online are putting out that message like this but maybe Brian's also kayfabing the injury as well since we don't know what is what is real and what is not but this is this will be interesting because I want to see. How an American, I mean, I see NXT, I want to see how an American company like the AEW can book an actual G one kind of tournament. Like WWE has done it pretty decent for the limits that they, they put into it, but I expect AEW to pull out all the stops with it. We'll see what they try to do. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna need like you know television breakdowns because I know they'll be confused with following along with this kind of shit. So I would at least love people doing breakdowns on these shows and go through the scenarios of who will be in, like to educate your audience about this kind of tournament thing. Hobbs beat some, uh, you know, jobber. Cal's declares his family the best names that they're better than the Briscoes. Von Erich, Gagne's hearts goes over the street fight and says Hobbs destroyed Jericho. So like the narcissistic piece of garbage he is, he calls one of his friends that he has left after he lost Cal's Paul White, the stand-up guy. He was doing commentary and probably offered to help. And, and uh, you know, Callus puts him over his size and thinks he got shortchanged but in the brain department for wanting to get into the street fight with the Callus family and offers Paul White to get out of this match. He says Jericho will use him like he used Callus, basically. And then he approaches Paul at commentary. So he's a fan of his work and not too late to leave Jericho in the street fight. And Paul doesn't say anything. Callus called him scared giants, okay, because he runs everything in here. Callus said that he buried two giants in his career, and he has no problem with Hobbs doing it right now. I think that's supposed to be assuming that Kurgan and uh, giant, that giant guy from... Uh, I'm assuming because, again, that's the oddities, basically. 
and he has no problem. He has no problem with Hobbs doing it right now. And then Hobbs and him got into a showdown. It was actually pretty intense. I didn't mind this, and it had like a cool visual. But I hope Hobbs destroys him, so puts him on puts him on another level. But it just and if it just ends with Cal's family looking like less than, then they kind of already do with the fact that they've gotten strong wins and they're not on the pay per view card. So the main event was, uh, you know, Edge, Sting, and Darby versus Archer and Righteous. Edge eventually gets d- touched down. Darby and Vincent mix it up. Sting and Archer have a big showdown. They howl at each other, and then they Sting knocks the others off the apron and clothesline Archer outside. It was pretty, uh, pretty boring when it came back. Like it was a very slow pace, and it was not. It was, not, it was working Sting style, like the heels, like the old school style. The heels had control. Darby got to come back, but then he was stopped by Dutch basically to take us into another commercial break, which I don't think this match really needed. Like all these commercial breaks. They had control, Darby makes the tag eventually, Edge gets a hot tag, he throws them all out, he throws Vince on the pile, then he launches out on all of them, Archer intervenes, Edge from spearing, so Darby does a coffin drop on him outside, Dutch gets a boss man slam on Edge, Sting fends him off, then Sting does a death drop while Edge does an elbow, Sting splashes to Vincent, Edge spears him on for the win, Christian then comes out with his posse to face off with them, basically. Nigel does a sting intro for Christian, basically. It's Christian. You know, I thought it was funny. Nigel is really, really fucking funny, man. Nothing much to say other than the baby faces winning ahead of their match. I guess this is why they attacked Darby. And it was more about finding a storyline reason for why Archer would be associated. But I don't think this is there's an intention to push them just yet. But the thing is, Vincent cuts the type of promo that if he doesn't deliver in his big matches to win in this company, then, then he's, he's going to be kept at a level and feel like they're going to be at a level and just kind of utility people from now on. This was fine, but nothing too exciting about it. Like, they didn't need to make this the main event. You should have had a big angle play out to justify why this should have been the main event. That's the greatest episode ever. It felt like they just did the bare minimum to make the show interesting because there wasn't the big star player presence on this show like there was for Dynamite, you know. Anyways, peace out.